This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, here we are. This is episode number 38 of Tackle and Tacos, a fishing podcast. We are really pumped for this one. And I know I say that every time and every time I actually mean it. Like I'm really, really stoked. This guest that we have on tonight is an absolute like stud in more than just fishing. I feel like that's going to be a cool conversation tonight. Um, but yeah, we're coming to you from the large city of Strum, Wisconsin. Nate is there in Davenport, Iowa, holding it down. Holding it down. Holding it yeah. down for the new year. Yeah. This is our first episode of uh, of 2024. 24, dude. Man, that's uh, 2024. That's that's wild. Uh, wild to think, especially considering Jordan didn't you graduate in like 1980? So 82. <laughs> 82. It was 80. It was 80. Yeah. Yeah. 82. I'm sorry. I was off. I was off a bit. Oh, but, uh, no, it's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So first let me, one of the new years. So let me ask you something, Nate. Let me ask you something, Lola. What? Uh, as a parent, does New Year's suck? Like, as a parent of kids who are old enough who want to, like, stay up, does New Year's suck? Well, it's like you can make it or am I just too fun, old? but, like, I just want to go to bed at, like, 8.30. Yeah, like, dude. oh, let's just watch YouTube videos of the ball dropping, and that'll be fine. Yeah, like, turn the clock forward, <laughs> play a clip from last year. I'm tired year. thinking about it. Yeah. So this is, yeah. like, the obvious, the funny dynamic, as always, is, like, we're recording this pre-New Year's. Right. It's going to come out <laughs> post-New Year's, but I can absolutely feel the tiredness of New Year's and kids being like, oh, don't be lame, Dad. Let's and I'm like, I'm not Uno lame, man. Yeah, dude, I'm not lame. Let's get crazy. <laughs> and then I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm all, I'm all with it till about nine o'clock, and I've had enough like pretzels and chips and, and candy and juice. bubbly Welches, <laughs> and I'm just over, dude. Welches. 
Yeah. Too. What's that? What's that other brand? The other. What's that other brand of like? Martinelli's. Yeah. Martinelli's oh my, is yeah. the jam, dude. Yeah. You got, if, if you if you going if you gonna keep it classy, you got to go Martinelli's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, here here in our household, we've already gone through one bottle of sparkling Welch's. So like early, or like pre. Yeah. We're yeah, just partiers. Yeah, yeah. So we're. <laughs> We're prepping for it already. Just getting That's ready. Good. So yeah. <laughs> 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 Not exactly. even through the whole mel- the melody of I'm just done. Yeah, yeah. I'm over it. I'm tired right now. Yeah. Just kidding. Um, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, if you're listening to this and you're not already, follow us on Tackle and Tacos on all the socials. Really, well, it's just Facebook yeah, yeah. and There's <laughs> too many to try to keep up with, dude. So we YouTube. just keep it simple. Yeah. Um, we're dropping all the podcasts at the same time. I mean, like, okay, I said that really confusing. So Tuesday, Taco well, no, Tuesday, yeah. we're doing audio and video same day because yeah, we used, to do, them we used to do them separately because we're like, oh, different, different, um, crowds, whatever. Yeah. What do you say? Different. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, I don't want to have people who may, oh, they were gonna listen, but they're not because now it's on YouTube or they were gonna right. listen, but they're not because it's on, but they're just. They're different, they're different groups of people. Like Nate is very much a podcast watcher. Yeah. I'm not a yes, podcast 100%. watcher. I'm a podcast listener. And like a couple of weeks ago when we had uh, the new homie Rich from Hellabass on, you know, his whole thing started via video more than audio. And so like there's a a, a rad need for both. And so we're going to put some everything at 5 a.m. Yeah, and that's, that's totally, totally cool. fine. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to put them out at 5 a.m. But there will be some episodes, I think, too, that we need to have like more of a video emphasis. So like yeah. um, a while back, we did an episode um, on frogs and we never put out the video from it. And we had a whole bunch of like visual aid stuff yeah. and, it, you know, so stuff like that. It makes more sense to have a video side. So we're just going to drop everything at 5 a.m. on on every Taco Tuesday. Yeah. Every Taco Tuesday. Every. Even even right after Christmas and New Year's. So yeah. Everyone. Yeah. So yeah. So we're we we stay on top of it. Gotcha. Uh, just like we gotta stay on top of these uh these sponsors who oh, that make was all smooth. this stuff. That was make Look all this stuff on, possible wait. for us. Which one? No. no. Come on. There it man. is. There's the transition. Yeah. There's the transition so noise. Dang and it. then you did cricket sound. Stay on top of you did me wrong. Yeah, your segue was nice. My my sound effects were <laughs> not. I apologize. That. Sorry, Nate. Yeah, no. anyway. Keep going. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. So thank you uh to the guys at the Working Class Bow Hunter podcast yeah. and the podcast network that we are so happy to be a part of. Um, Absolutely. you know, the, them them being willing to to ask us to do this and uh you know have have faith in us to to put out a podcast weekly was uh was pretty awesome yeah. and uh extremely humbling so thank you guys uh thank thanks to the guys uh over at uh waypoint who hopefully yep. we'll have on the have on the show here sometime soon yeah. that'll be that'll be pretty cool but waypoint tv is where you can find tons of different podcasts so from working stuff. class to our stuff um luke duncan like yep. everybody Ike. shows all kinds of stuff yep Ike live it so it's it's a really cool uh really cool avenue to go find uh all your podcasting uh and it's free needs 100 percent free yeah absolutely yeah, so totally that's, free yeah that's super dope uh of course uh grizzly coolers and keen eye oh, gear yeah. okay. um you know, we talk about them every week uh, as as we should because we use their products uh, daily. I know, I know, yeah. I do. So, thank you to to those guys, and uh, you know, maybe thank pre thank you if you will to uh, maybe a hopeful sponsor one day, uh, Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon, <laughs> you, know, you know, Duke, Duke Cannon, Cannon sponsor us. 
I was actually just looking. Yeah. I have my I have my giant summer sausage Duke cannon chapstick out here somewhere. Right. Sausage. That sounds yeah. disgusting. You mean the Hold size on. of it, it not yeah. the not the not scent. the flavor or the scent. Yeah. <laughs> it's my summer sausage. Oh, there it is. Yep. Yeah. Just nice yeah. chunky boy. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it is. It's very and of course, and of course, and of course, and of course, hook and arrow supply. Yes, hook and arrow supply. Gil Tech. Tech. Yeah, uh, man, those guys just putting out some great products uh, that I cannot wait to use this spring. Uh, um, I mean, it's what you know. Like I said, this is the New Year's episode, and I already have Captain Fever. Like, dude, it's killing uh, me. Yeah, it's awful, I'm, dude. I'm so ready. I might have to to make a trip down south somewhere or something, and I was, get, yeah, in, some, get in some good nice. water. Yeah, yeah I, so no no offense to the homies out there like like the dude we're about to have on in a second he's a midwestern fella as well so no disrespect to all the midwestern uh studs out there but man ice fishing is so dumb dude i love ice i like fishing, ice fishing but i, I don't love it. like like i like when i bass like when i'm fishing for bat whenever i say bass fishing like if i'm bass fishing that sounds so nerdy to me i'm not sure why what i don't know fishing but anyway when i bass sounds cooler i'm not sure and cats but when i'm in the boat like i'm moving around so much and when you're in an ice like shanty you're not moving around so much and i so my don't brain stay in like, the ice Ugh. shanty that's why i go out and i make different holes and i'm moving yeah, around that's why you only have and that's three why fingers I on your left fish. hand from frostbite <laughs> old three finger lola yeah but anywho uh so so let's let's intro let's bring in let's bring in the dude man this is a feller um again an amazing midwest angler and uh we were actually scheduled to have him on a couple weeks ago um until all of us not nate but our whole family in wisconsin uh got just the worst bout of covid and he was so gracious and like cool and like yeah man i hope you guys feel better um and so here let, let me run down some of this dude's stats and whatever so he's been in i think almost i think it's 147 150 something professional bass derbies right so like for me that would be like a dream to fish uh you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, like singular. one singular. Yeah. He's been on 150. <laughs> uh, he's coming up on a million dollars in winnings Dang. from BAS, which is, gosh, that's insane. Uh, six classic appearances. He has one win on BASS. 18 top 10s, including one just last, it was it last year? I think it was last year on the Sabine, which is not really like a tournament that, no diss to Sabine, the Sabine River, but most people aren't ultra stoked to fish it. It's a tough, mm. it's a tough spot, a tough derby. Uh, so the top 10, that's like incredible. Um, his total career weight, if you look it up, is like 4,500 pounds. <laughs> oh my Some gosh. nonsense number, yeah. like like my, you That's know whatever wild. mine's uh 91 mine's 91 pounds mine's 14, total so. 14 uh and maybe maybe the number one reason we wanted to bring this feller onto our podcast specifically and again we're not trying to act like we're larry king or like the number one interviewers in the world but what we will say is that we're not just going after everybody who ever has used a rod and reel to have on the podcast like we really are trying to find uh people who fit the vibe here you know kind yeah. of the fun kind of the positive the energy um and you won't find people who will say a bad word about this dude you just Nobody. won't. It's all positive, yeah. and it's positive like twofold. So it's positive yeah. like he's a positive person, and when people talk about him, it's always positive. It's always like a like a uplifting thing. So let's bring him in right now. Uh, the man from the Michigan Mitten, uh, C Pip. We are so stoked to have this man, ladies and gentlemen, Chad Pipkins. Yeah. 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 
Dude, all thank the you. Thank you. Talk gets me fired up because ice fishing is not what we do day to day. It's no, not like dude. Still have a beer, have a drink or whatever, but what we do, Lola, is what you're talking about. Running, gun, whole hop, get out there. Oh yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you an ice guy, Chad? You do you enjoy ice? I mean, you're Midwest, I guess, but like. I say that I don't get to do it a lot, but I I, I enjoy yeah. getting out there, being home. Like when we're home, I like to tailgate, meet friends, and ice fishing is kind of like that whole deal. So we get out, we set up, we do set up the tent to warm because I got terrible fingers for keeping warm. I do too. I have like the world's worst <laughs> yeah, circulation. Like awful, white, and all sorts. It's just it's yeah. not good. But then you go back to the shanty, grab a yep. drink, and get back out when you need to find fish. So yep. yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, I love it. I can do very nice. And thank you for the intro yeah. too. You guys made it sound like it sounded good, dude. It sounded like I caught fish last year, even though I'm fresh off the worst season I've had in a while. But dude, it sounded. It was last year though, right? That you top ten the Sabine. I did. I almost I led that yeah. tournament the first day, and I did that. Yeah. Right. Ten I had, but that was that's it. We were up here that derby, and then we we did some slides the rest of the year. But I, and that, I, I mean, that's know. that's fishing, homie. But I mean, yeah. the Sabine though, like if you can top ten the Sabine, that's like you know people will say. I was talking to a guy about this at work today. Um, there's like that age old like hunting adage if you can kill an old doe especially bow hunting you can kill anything you know what i'm right. saying because it's just it's, they're so smart they're so on edge they're shifty whatever <laughs> like if you can top 10 the sabine you could probably top 10 on mars i mean I like gosh it. dude it yeah, worked so. out I, I i caught more weight the first day than i did in like literally i think three and a half tournaments there like i caught wow. 15 something and the, you could take five or six of my days and they went total that so it was a, yeah it was a good day one man yeah, that's wow. rad. Though. So like, yeah, okay, so awesome. so last night we um we podcasted with Austin Felix, and he was saying how like he hates Grand Lake. Well, maybe not hates Grand Lake, but he's been there like twice, and he's double zeroed every time he's been there. And I was like, but yeah, maybe this time you go there, and it's a different ball game, and it's a completely you know things just flip over, and you know I don't know. So I mean, it sounds like that's what happened to you and Sabine. Hundred percent, you learn from it. Like the, the other times, I think I was like one time I'd never caught a bass in two days. The other time I caught one, and then a couple wow. times I was like sixtieth and eightieth, but. You just make mistakes. Sometimes I, I feel like I found too many fish and was trying to do the yeah. tide and, and miss the window everywhere. Oh, sure. Last time right. I did that, honestly, God, I had the worst practice I've ever had there. I didn't have a lot to go of. I'm like, I know some good areas. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get in this area and figure yeah. it out. And I went to where I got bites, and guess what? They weren't there. Just what? like <laughs> practice in the day were different. Yeah, gosh, dude, always. But the good thing is, is I didn't yeah. panic. I didn't have anywhere else to go. I'm like, I'll just keep rolling down here. I, and I kind of slid up to where I didn't get a bite in practice, but where I caught okay. before, yeah, they were there. And I, oh. I caught it pretty quick. And then I, I just fish relaxed the next next rest of the day and caught a, wow. caught a six pounder, which is like a dang fifteen pounder. Looks like a twenty there. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a giant. Yeah. Thought wow. it was a big drum. That's awesome. Right. Yeah. Nate, Nate knows about them big drum boy. He, he, he's Nate. Ca- stays was, catching yeah, drums on the I was on him. Good last year. So. <laughs> that, that's his, his title for sure. Yeah. Uh, like Jordan said in the intro, like, yeah. thank you so much for like being so flexible with us and our schedule and being sick. <laughs> I understand. We tried to do Thanksgiving two or three times last week. We threw up in the car. We canceled oh, it. 104 fever so i saw that on your social oh that's yeah. awful i don't know how you all do it with six but yeah we're, we're open for whatever so. did you and yeah. did you and your wife did y'all get sick as well or was it just the kiddos or um I, we did a little bit she might be she's probably stronger than me she didn't really get it as much but me and my kids yeah. have been hacking and then the same thing dry cough and all that good yes. Gosh, right it's the worst it's a new deal you're just sick and then you're not sick and then you're sick again yeah, yes. dude. That's man. Okay. That's, yeah, you're yep. exactly right. Mm-hmm. All right. So Chad, 
like Lola said, like Nate said, we are so thankful to have you uh, on our podcast. First one of 2024, um, which is pretty rad. Uh, I can't think of a better way to kick it off. So let me explain to you that we do things a little bit different on our podcast. So we basically break everything down into like categories and then we hit you with the categories and you tell us where you want to start. All right. And then uh, we can go from there. So the categories are pretty simple. We have taco questions, this or that, which is like just rapid fire Which this or that. And you kind of got to kind of got to go with it. Chad specific questions, of course, because we don't want to just do generic general questions, fishing questions. And then lastly, show and tell. Um, yeah. Where would you want to start? Let's start with some tacos, man. I love yeah. it. Man, I love it when people say that. <laughs> awesome. Absolutely. So, so you being a Michigan guy, uh, do you have, you have a favorite, favorite spot, uh, you know, locally where you're at or, you know, they got good tacos up there. I assume they do. No, dude, I'm, I'm pathetic. I am not a food connoisseur, <laughs> but I just, I, I will eat anything. I will eat rubber. You put tacos, seasoning, <laughs> I will eat it. And the yeah. one thing I did learn after love rooming with Cliff Perch the last few years is we used to just eat tacos and a burrito. We never made our own shells. It's this soup. It's this most simple thing. And I'm oh. telling you, it like ups the taco game like 20 to 80 percent. Wow. Seven times eight. Dude, it's a it's a corn tortilla and just yeah. cook it in olive oil or grease. I mean, right. because it's just greasy, but it yeah. is so good. We just make yeah. We yeah. shells. We have tacos every tournament. We have taco night. At least once wow. or twice, sometimes with chicken, sometimes with mm. he does fancy stuff like pollo de sada, whatever he does. I don't even. Yeah. Know. <laughs> I just like to eat. But yeah. Awesome. Wow, dude, that's uh, a dope answer. Yeah. So wait, do you I cook? Could. Yeah. Are you? Are you? I, mean, I, I'm not a, I can cook some tacos pretty simply. You know? oh, yeah. Boy. How would I'll you make tacos? Them? We even got those little shell things that we got for uh, I think we got for Christmas a couple years ago, like the little triangles. Like shell Oh yeah, holder. yeah, those are so good, <laughs> dude. They're so good too. But if you turn yeah. them upside down, oh, you got three. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, he gets it. Yeah. You know, I feel like, we're, like, I feel like we're kind of we're, we're on pace with this. So, okay. Yeah. So quick side note. So you said you room with Cliff Perch. Were you with him in lacrosse when that craziness went down on the back of his boat? Dude, I, I was. And it was, in, yeah, it was insane. Like he came back late. He just, he was like white, like I had a story. He literally was like, oh my gosh. I got to get a beer to tell you what I yeah. have. What are you talking about? And then yeah, he said, yeah, he's so like, nice. I just hosed off human on my you know, oh it, my it was gosh. scary deal, dude. Yeah. The, the crazier thing is how everything happens. I always, I'm like, I'm pretty positive. Things happen for a reason and how they sure. happen. I literally, he was in great shape to make the classic, could zero that day. I was in the opposite. I needed a big day that day. Mm. And, you know, and that's hindsight. That's not, that's not the, what we're talking about, but it's just, it's really interesting how things lay out. Like the stretch he was fishing, I fished the day before. I was mm. coming back to fish that stretch, like around the, there's a, little swim area and stuff. And yeah. I don't know what would have happened or not, but I waved and drove by him. When that all happened, that was at like within the hour after that. I oh went, my gosh, oh, I have goosebumps. Right? Oh. And he, you know, he, he got stuck there and, you know, he was on the phone with the police, the ambulance people got that guy in his boat, tournament director had to stay with the police, wasn't allowed to make it back in. And oh. this is me just being like in the selfish tournament fishing bubble. Sure. You know, that happens. You know, I, I don't weigh in that. I don't make the classic, you know, and it's just, mm. it's just oh, yeah. work wow. out. And that, that was just, that was a crazy oh. deal for him, man. And just any time you see something like that, man, it's just, it's wild. Yeah. yeah. But thinking of it, like how you just said, like that perspective. Yeah, that is nice. That's crazy. Yeah, so if anybody, if anybody doesn't know what we're referring to, we actually talked about this chat on you our read podcast the forever ago. Like one of our first episodes, yeah. we had a, we had a little episode called scary moments on the water where we just talked about times where we've 
had some sketchy moments or fished in storms or stuff that just scared the fire out of you uh, and encourage people to be safe and smart and whatever. And I read that whole article because it just it to like just recap it didn't do it justice. So I literally read the entire article from Bassmaster magazine and it sounds fake almost. Yeah. Um, so if you if you don't know the story, go look it up or, or, or listen to that podcast. But um, insane. Wow. OK. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a taco question. I'm sorry. <laughs> you said Cliff Perch, and yeah, and I was like, I wonder if he knows about that. Yeah, yeah. man, crazy. All right, man. Let me ask you this, Chad. Do you care at all about the concept of like authentic when it comes to eating or making tacos? Not at all. I like that, boy. I mean, I, dude, I, I can appreciate it, how amazing it is. And sure, I, sure, sure. I, we're right with kids in life and running fishing business, fishing media, painting, rental. Like, I'm right. all. I don't have time to be authentic. I mean, right. if somebody makes an authentic taco for me, bless you. I'll eat it up. I will eat a burrito. Station time, whatever. Okay. I love that. That might that might be the best answer we've ever gotten to that question. Yeah. Like, I don't care, but I can appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good. That's a good balance. Cooks yeah. like the way he cooks, like whatever he does, like it's legit. Okay. I don't have time for it usually, but I can appreciate what he does because it is way better than what I do. Yeah, and you get to eat it, so it's like it all works out. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy yeah. the fruits of his labors. Yeah. For you sure. took I eat. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so do you have any, uh, any like pre derby, uh, foods, anything traditional that you like to eat, you know, pre derby, you know, say before day one or, you know, something like that. Yeah. And it's not like, it's funny. Cause it's not like this day that it's usually, it works out because you get so busy tournament mode, dude, if it's light for 15 hours, I'm fishing for 15 hours. Yeah. Okay. Said, like you, you're going to beat me all the time, but you're never going to outwork me. That's one thing oh, like yeah. I pride myself. And if I can be on the water for 15 right. hours, I'm on the water. Yeah. And so the days like Monday and Tuesday, you barely have time. There's no pollo carne de sada. It's <laughs> what we make. You know what I mean? So yeah, usually right. one day we eat something good. Typically like it might be tacos or it might be like, you know, salmon or something that we take longer to prep with vegetables. And then like Monday and Tuesday when it's get it in, it's pasta and bread or it's, you know, pizza and salad, like the quick deal. And then mm -hmm. Wednesday, you know, you rig up and you fish a half day. You got a little bit more time to do tacos that day or Thursday. So mm. it just works out with timeline what, you know, what you're able to get done. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Sure. Um, what would you say is the number one most important or essential taco topping? Mm. I want to Very say, serious. This is, this is well, it's, it's cheese is the first and foremost thing on everything. But that's just okay. cheese okay. is delicious. Yeah, yeah. Attaboy. I mean, we're in Wisconsin, yeah. so we don't, so we don't disagree with that. Yeah, we don't disagree with that. I don't know how people can be dairy free, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Oof, that's rough. You do, you got to do what you don't do. But outside of <laughs> Perch and his deal, same thing. I take little tips, man. I I, I cook the shells now when, in the um whatever it's called the olive oil, thing, olive oil and whatnot. Yeah. But he he used to take just stupid refried beans, and the taco that we make is so big you can't get everything on it and close it. So instead of doing that, we take the beans, cook them, and then you mix like a big plop of that and a plop of sour cream, stir it, and you eat it with spoonfuls as you bite. And it just makes it Whoa. just You're like, oh, good, dude. Yeah, yeah, double fisting it or <laughs> putting it on the, yeah. That's <laughs> so yeah, I got, I got it. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that is really good. So are you, wait, are you like a queso guy or just like or just shredded like cheese? Shredded cheese, yeah. I would I would do both if both were there. About yes. say, he, he doesn't he doesn't seem too. Like uh, both, doesn't too he, 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 did, he did say he would eat rubber in a taco. That's so I'm mean, yeah. I think, you put cheese on it, like again. It, it's it wonderful. It's exactly right. Yeah, smoke yeah. it. Some smoked rubber could be good in a taco. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Now we're, now we're yeah, so, with it. <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, so from from a side uh, a side of uh, perch are yeah. uh, anybody anybody else that you've hung out with roomed with. Uh, can they, you know, throw down in the kitchen? 
And the kid Perch uh, Perch is the best man. I like. Wow. He's just he does some good work. Dude. He's out west. Right. <laughs> you know, he one he's just laid back a lot more than I am. Like okay. I gotta go 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 get this done. He's just strutting along. So he's he's cool taking his time cooking, enjoys it, and yeah. I'll drink a beer and hang out. But I still gotta be doing something while the other stuff's going on. So okay, right. he's the man. But BP and his uh, elk dogs, those were pretty solid too. Yeah, yeah those were simple, but they were good. Elk dogs. There's like cheese mixed in there. Elk. Okay. Elk. Wow. Simple. Mm-mm. Yeah, that sounds awesome, dude. Um, okay, so I, I, we talked about this before we we hit record. We said we weren't going to try and get you to say anything controversial, but this might be a little edgy. Um, at the end of the day, is a fajita? Is that just a sizzling taco? Yeah, I mean it's yes. the same. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Because you're putting it in a taco shell, yeah, right? We keep, we keep on asking people like on this show, like, what's your favorite taco? And they're like, well, I just like fajitas. I'm like, isn't that just a dang taco that's going it just has, yeah. I would say the only time I've had fajitas is with the vegetable. That's what makes it like more fajita-ish. When it's yeah. Not yeah. yeah. So otherwise, it's just like, right. oh, I got steak fajitas. Or if you don't have well, hot peppers and like onions, the tortilla then it's with just the a steak taco. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the difference. I think you just figured it out. All right. Hey, yeah. I had to talk through it a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. Um, <laughs> I, I, my favorite thing too is when people tell you to be careful with like the the fajita thing when they bring it out, it's even hot. though it's like you can hear that it's sizzling. Like, well, you know, somebody touched it. It comes out, and I just put my tongue on it immediately or you something. Like, like, ah. Be careful, it's hot. Yes, thank you. I'm aware. Uh, all right, let's do let's do uh, let's do this or that. Um, so basically, it's just like a quick response, Chad. Little to no balance. If you want to give us a reason, you can, but we're going to move through some. Some is fishy. Some is not fishy. Some is just stupid stuff that came out of our brains. And so uh, just be honest and we'll, 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 we'll roll through them. Yeah. So uh, first one, would you rather uh, go bald or lose six inches of height? <laughs> Dude, I'm glad oh, you said going that. I know. Oh, I was like, man. I'm so glad you said of height. I can't, I can't change my train of thought. <laughs> Dang it. I said we weren't going to say anything controversial. And then we That's a controversial well, I guess, I guess you could have said six inches shorter. Yeah, that would have been a – yeah, there you go. Dang it. I think right now I lose – I've been tall most of my life. I don't need to play sports anymore. I lose – I like I kind of like my hair. I got a hair sponsor, salon sponsor. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to you about that. Yeah, we're gonna talk I'm about that. Back up to get like three. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, you could you could yeah. shorten down, kind of shrink, and then just go more like product. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh yeah. Perfect. Oh my gosh. Would you rather lose your sense of smell or taste? I would say smell because I feel like I when I'm when I'm smelling stuff, it's by accident. When you're tasting stuff, like it, you mean to. You mean to do that. It's on yeah, purpose. Good, oh, that was yeah. good. That's really, good. That was, that's that was deep, point. dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, on long road heart. trips, this or that, podcasts or music? Music. Okay. They're really fun, but like, dude, I just talked. Dude, great to catch up with people. I will end a 20-hour drive, 16 hours on the phone. Wow. Yeah. I like that. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, so that's wait, awesome. what, what, yeah, music what music are you playing? Yeah. Like, are you on a shuffle? Love, I don't, you, did they say you graduated in 82, Jordan? Not really, but That's yeah. But like, yeah. are you 40, 40? You don't seem like you're that old. I'm 42. Okay, I'm 40. That's so true. Like, yeah. Maybe it's just us being about 90s music. Doesn't matter if it's like boy band, yeah. girl teeny boppers, or yeah. old yeah. school rap or alternative. It's just better. So, Dude, late, music, late, late like, 90s hip hop is the absolute best music yeah. that was ever put out. Like, period. I don't want to have a conversation about it. Like, late 90s hip hop cannot be touched. Yeah, I that's would, what we I would to. agree. I would agree. I mean, Nate and I are 34. Yeah, they're, and they're significant. We're younger. little babies. Yeah. Um, but I love 90s 
in early 2000s. Yeah. I mean, early 2000s, yeah. like, like 50 yeah. cents. Like 50 cents. Come yeah. on. <laughs> right. You'll be in the club for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Candy shop. The 90s is just old. It's good. XM Fly. You can't beat that. Oh. Mm. All right. That's good. Okay. Yeah. So, so would you rather have 11 fingers or 14 <laughs> toes? Or 14 toes? Uh, I could use an extra finger for sure. Okay. okay. All right. I mean, you're with the painting business. You might yeah. be able to like speed yeah. up or balance better. You could be texting or... over here, like cutting in over yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> These are so dumb. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Chick flick or action movie? Uh, dude, I, I like action a lot, but I'm okay with the chick flick. I, it was, hey. I think it was, I, you can ask my wife that she literally, I'm glad you like chick flicks. I don't like them, but I, you know, I tolerate them. Okay. okay. Warm heart and a smile and laugh. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Sweet. That is. I cute. love chick flicks. I mean, I'm a chick, but uh, small mouth or large mouth? Small mouth, but a boy. They create problems. That's why I got the dang uh, yeah the elbow we're dealing with, and that's why four of our guys have that going on. Wow. Small yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. Tendon hospital yeah. doctor. Yep. Do you uh do you ever use that thingy like on your forearm? Yeah, I had it when yeah. I messed it up, and it was on, and it was just the overabuse of through New York, and the last yeah. day, like, snapped a jerk bed around, and just, it sure. got mad, I was taking some ibuprofen, woke up the next morning, went to grab my phone, and just, like, mm-hmm. I, could, I could not pick it up, yep. oh. did therapy for a month, did some other stuff, and, like, tried a lot of stuff, tried to wait a month, and then finally, what just wasn't getting right, so I did that PRP shot a little over four weeks ago now, and I'm hoping that's the deal, everybody I've talked to, it, it, it has been, I hope I'm no Okay. No different than them, but I'll find out. I feel like the magic right. from six to eight weeks, they say. So yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. I had something similar, like, like tennis elbow for a while and yeah. I couldn't figure out what to do. I tried that little rappy thing, which sort of helped. And this may be, you probably already tried this too, but there's a really dope little, like it's a temporary solution, but it feels awesome. crazy good. Have you seen those things? It's, it's like a massage thing, but it's called a polar roller. Have you yeah. ever seen that? Oh yeah. It's like that ball that you freeze the metal, And then you, yeah. that thing felt, that was like the only thing like on the top of my arm that would make yeah. my hand sort of like chill out. And like, I could re like re grip something i got lots of good stuff for once i get it healed like the muscle scraper and the tools yeah, and that yeah. Stuff, but i just need to get it back then we can get you got kids you don't have time to work out they're crying you're no picking kidding, them up, dude. the hook on small mouth and then all of a sudden right. you're 40 and nothing <laughs> and that's literally what happened this year i just, just i'm not laughing at you i'm just laughing because i completely understand uh, like accurate. i'm really big into snowboarding and uh i went with a couple homies last year for the first time in a while like to actual like resorts or whatever and back in the day dude we'd we'd snowboard till three o'clock in the morning and we'd go to the streets and, like yeah. do actual handrails and i would just break myself off and the next morning i'd roll out of bed and we go do it again and now i go snowboard for with like our kids yeah i go snowboard <laughs> with our kids are all snowboard for like four hours the next day i get up and you swore i just was like on the front lines of like a war like i'm like oh my back my knees my elbows like dude yeah I, I it's even worse at least you know you did something i get up now and i'm like if i don't do something i get up and i just i literally just hurt and i'm like, like why am i sore my, my knee cracks yeah. when i walk so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> not good fun day agreed uh, uh, so power or finesse? Uh, finesse, man. That's how I made most most of my dollars. That's what I figured you say. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. I hate flipping. When I started fishing, well, my rule was keep the flipping. I, I never have a flipping stick on the deck unless I'm side fishing. Pretty much, oh. and it's, it's pretty much true. Okay. Um, sorry, go ahead. I just said it's pathetic, but it is oh. true. So. It's not pathetic. Yeah, it's what works. Uh, shallow or deep? Deep. Deep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's mine? Coffee or energy drink? Dude, I hate coffee. Like, hate okay, it. yeah, energy drink. But I, I drink these little V8 fusion things. Yeah, like a yeah, those are good. 
they're they're 10 grams of sugar i like those mm. okay so uh, uh paint the exterior of your house or the interior Ooh, we make more money painting outside of stuff because <laughs> we have sprayers ladders inside just right. and trim and it just it yeah it's it's time consuming so i'm gonna go with the outside if i'm doing it like getting a suntan relaxing a little bit you know hanging out right okay. yeah I would choose exterior. Yeah. 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 Um, Corn or flour tortillas? Because of my friend Perch, we're going to go with the corn ones. Yeah, I like. I like. We keep going back to Cliff Perch. Also, what a what a what a freaking fantastic fishing name. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, that's just perfect. Uh, Okay, old school here. Underspin or push button? Underspin. Wow. You remember those? You know, like the What's like the underspin? like the underspin's like the push button where the it's like it's upside down like a spinning rod, but it looks like a push button reel, but it's like a little like lever that comes out on yeah, top. It's got the, the trigger up top. Yeah, yeah. the trigger that's, up top or old school push button. I like the old Zepco thirty three classic as well. Yeah, yeah. That we I have one up there. You can't. I don't know if you can see it. I have one in the wood up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Solid. So, uh, Lions or any other sports team. It's the year, man. We're going to Super Bowl. <laughs> I, was the the I was at the game Saturday. Awesome. Oh, were you really? At the game in Green Bay when we smoked the Packers. Awesome. I've been a fan forever. My my wife's husband, my wife's husband, which is me. Uh, my wife's dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. I, I love the Lions. They just, I've always been a Lion fan. Okay. Yeah. And now I have a reason. You to. didn't. But you didn't go to the game on Thanksgiving, though, right? I did not. Oh, okay. you should have. I, I like that one. <laughs> Um, did you see, uh, Chad, did you see that? Um, I think it's on Amazon. I'm pretty sure that Barry Sanders documentary. Did you watch that? I haven't. And he, uh, I, it, I, I know of it. I just haven't watched yeah, it. It's really <laughs> dope. It's, it's like his whole kind of like, it's super easy to watch. It's really well put together. Um, like they have all these like super big name people who are lions fans talking like Eminem does like some like yeah. interview stuff on it. And, uh, it was basically like Barry Sanders career. And then him just being like, and just disappearing you know and like why and how yeah. and they, they talked to barry sanders the whole it's really dope you should it's i'm not a lion so young and really i just remember he's like the best and i'm done yeah. and then he was out of there yeah yeah, yeah he was the i mean the, the it's funny because like i don't know if you ever see uh like on news shows or whatever like when they um i don't know if they're talking i, I don't know making something up now if they're talking about like a flood or something and while they're talking they keep on using the same clip in the background of like a certain flood water and you can tell it's the same clip over yeah. and over again so in this documentary of Barry Sanders there's all these clips of him like spinning around and breaking people's ankles and juking left and shooting right but they never use the same clip twice cuz he yeah, did it so like a, much oh my gosh yeah, yeah he had so yeah. much footage of him just embarrassing grown men that there's never like a repeat clip dude it's so good so have no offensive line when you play either he gives you had to. to yeah he had he to was. dance he was the original human highlight reel for sure. He really was a freak. He was incredible. Yeah. And he's so, like the way that he speaks in this, in this whole thing. He's yeah. You got to watch it. It's so rad. He's so hard. I will. I like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jared Goff or Matthew Stafford. Uh, man, Goff because of the results, but Stafford, okay. I was pumped when he won a Super Bowl. Cause I felt like he, he, he had a lot of grit trying hard. It just didn't work out. It wasn't the right, yeah. uh, right dynamics maybe, you know? Yeah. yeah, for sure. That's a good answer. Uh, super nice garage or super nice house garage yeah oh, okay yeah <laughs> what would you say oh, i'd say garage all day nate would you say garage uh Ooh. yeah, oh, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah absolutely yeah, I probably me would. too just kidding yeah. yeah one of those one of those like really nice like barn dominium house garage combo that'd be that yeah exactly Everybody yeah in the garage 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so uh, jerk bait, blade bait, or football jig? Jerk bait all day long. Yeah. Part of the part of the problem with the arm, but jerk bait. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Time machine or a teleport machine? I'm a big tele teleport. I, I used to talk okay. about that. I joked about if I only had dude, I could be I could do so many things, so more yeah. efficient. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Dude, so really quick story. When I used to live in Atlanta, Georgia, um, I worked at this really rad place. Um, shout out Safe House in downtown Atlanta. Uh, it was a really rad um it wasn't like a like a homeless shelter, but essentially um, if you were homeless and there's, when I lived there, this was forever ago, but when I lived there, there was 35,000 homeless people within Atlanta city limits. You know, it's crazy. Um, And if you wanted to be not homeless, we would do whatever it took to get you a job, get you an apartment, get you clothes, get you cleaned up. Like my homie Birdo was a barber. He'd get people's hair cut, all this stuff. Uh, And there's this one specific homeless dude who, whenever you talk to him, he's an old white dude. He was really articulate, like really smart, uh, spoke really well. Oh, I know. And, what story this um, is. Okay. <laughs> after just like you could talk to him and be like, you know, hey, Mike, how how things been going? Like, oh, you know, they've been fine. And you have a normal conversation. And then somewhere within that conversation, he would stop and he'd go, hey, I- I'm sorry, but I can astral project. <laughs> and I'd be like, what? And he'd always apologize every time. And I, we'd have the same. Co- he, he would never remember it was me and like whatever. And I'd talk to him 500 times. I'm sorry, I can astral project. I'm like, what do you mean? He'd be like, I can go anywhere and come right back. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, watch. <laughs> You see that? I went to Florida. I'm like, really? Oh, that's dope, dude. How was it? He's like, it was hot. I'm like, do it again. He's like, where do you want me to go? I'm like, I don't know, Egypt. Pyramids were cool. Whatever. Like, so he actually he actually thought he was a teleport machine. Oh so gosh. yeah. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah, if you could do that, man, you'd be much more efficient. That's accurate. All right, last one. Last one. This or that. Uh AOI or a classic. Oh. I'm still say AOI because you got to be. That's my nemesis with the leads right now. It's nine events in a row. Yeah, like you got. It's hard to string nine together. Yeah, you do yeah. that, and yeah, that's. Yep, sign yeah, me up for sure. Yeah, that's what. Well, that's what Jay. <clears throat> Jay Ellis said uh, the classic is amazing because of like the whole vibe, you know, and like yeah. the the craziness and the press and the arena. But the AOI is like amongst anglers. Like that's it. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the that's the deal. Yeah. Yeah like that um are we gonna do chad specific yeah, questions let's just go. we've got it on the okay. sheet let's just roll yeah, through cool. it yeah um all right so tell us who are you tell us about your family tell us I mean, about you that's a loaded question oh boy. Okay, good. <laughs> bring it on i am uh, a hard-working dude that likes to have a lot of fun i like to talk um i like a cocktail now and again with good friendly people yeah. and uh, i grew up playing piles of sports hockey uh, football team tennis stuff okay. soccer and I love to fish, love to be outside, love to gamble. And I was little, had a little, a little money roll of $21 bills. And I had a <laughs> money from playing like little poker games with my family. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. That's dope. Oh my now gosh. I get to professionally fish for a living, which is literally like everything that I liked as a childhood, like thrown into a bucket. You've got gambling, you've got, yeah, speed, you've cool. got com- competitiveness, and you've got the decision-making stuff, outdoors. Like that's what I get to do day to day. So I'm super fortunate and blessed with that. I've got yeah. a wife, two Crazy ass kids that are phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> in January, one is like 15 months. Yeah. And they don't like to sleep, man. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know if they get that from me. My mom told me as a baby, I slept a bunch. I think I was stocking up for later. Like now, oh, okay. I sleep, but yeah. They, yeah, you uh, pay from those reserves. they put us to the work and it's amazing. But it's uh, me and my wife, uh, it's tough, tough sometimes. But we were out to yeah. dinner earlier. We had four to 
four to six thirty, got to hang out, had some steak tonight and come back and put the kids to almost bed. So <laughs> Wow. That yeah. sounds nice. That, that sounds nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. It was, uh, it was funny talking to, to Chad today because we were we were scheduled originally to be at eight o'clock. And then I, I text him. And I'm like, hey, man, is there any way you could push it back? Eight fifteen, eight thirty. Like our, our youngest is having a hard time going to bed. And he's like, oh, yeah, man, I got two kids. They don't sleep or something like that. It was just real. And I was like, OK, he gets it. Yeah. It's crazy. Like yeah. I want like other kids. Like, oh, yeah, our kids. Uh, we got to wake them up at three hours after nap. My daughter never took more than like literally a 25 to 35 minute nap besides oh my gosh and when my wife hears somebody say like oh they sleep for three hours and we gotta wake them up she wants to kick she's like (laughs) yeah she's like you right yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely um so you said you fished when you were little and whatever but let me ask you how did you start in fishing and then how did you transition from fishing into like tournaments and this is kind of loaded kind of long how'd you start fishing How'd you fish tournaments? How did you go from tournaments to like a light bulb moment of like, dude, I could do this professionally. For sure, man. It's easy, easy favorite answer. Uh, I grew up on Higgins Lake with my parents, catching perch, rock bass, like anything that bit, loved fishing. Started like bass fishing when I had some friends with a couple ponds. Used to throw the backpack on, put two rods across the handlebars and I'd fly and just catch mostly whatever bit, but bass are the fish that bit lures, you know, like, like those a bunch. And then a friend of mine's dad, uh, Dennis Stab and I took my first bass fishing turn when I was 16 on a little local lake here, Lake Lansing. We caught one keeper bass that weighed 15 ounces. And like, I just, I, I loved it. I loved the boat. Oh. It was yeah. phenomenal. And then uh, I fished another team tournament with him that year. And we caught a few fish. But then my senior year of high school is when I started uh, fishing tournaments with a buddy of mine. We okay. fished, they didn't have uh, college fishing or high school fishing. No. That's what I was going to ask. Okay. Yeah. We just got to fish against old men. And that's literally yeah, what it was. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But it, it was a blast. We won Angle of the Year a couple times and took some oh, of the sweet. money and fished like the little spot <laughs> weekend tournaments. It was it, at that point. It's funny because like I saw uh, old high school hockey yearbook in tenth grade. It, you know what do you want to do? And mine was I want to be a professional fisherman in tenth grade. Oh my god! Like, which is really, I mean, how many kids or people get to grow up and do exactly what they and want? What they said, do? yeah. No, yeah, it makes me feel all teary. Yeah. No, it did. I'll, I'll keep it together. But it is. It's, it's like I said, every day, like some days are hard. You know, people complain, especially all the fishing stuff going out industry wide, yeah. like sponsors yeah. and this and that. But in the end of the day, you are doing what you choose to do. Go do right. something. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you're forced yeah, to do this. So we don't, I love every minute of it. And I, I work my ass off to, to, to stay there. That's, you know, that's yeah. why I like starting the fishing deal. I went to college and I uh, had fun, majored in math. I hate reading and numbers are easy. And I like numbers. So that's why I did that math. Sounds like Bob and Vinny. But then uh, just the whole thrill of catching fish, like I knew I, I wanted to fish more, but I didn't know what I was going to do. So right. at the time I was seeing somebody from North Carolina, I'm like, well, I'm going to just move down to North Carolina and I'll take a teaching job down there and just kind of figure it, figure it out a little bit. And then okay. I literally met like kind of my mentor, another good fishing name. His name is literally Shad. Shad, <laughs> what? Shad Shank or Skank, however you want to pronounce it. And uh, I met him through a mutual contact, like on a Lake Erie FLW tournament. And that was when you could get info from co-anglers. Oh, uh, sure. I met this guy, fished them out there. He didn't even know what a drop shot was. And uh, I got kind of like, you know, just good vibes with the dude, had fun. And it was the second or third day. And I talked to my buddies who I grew up fishing around here. We share a lot of stuff, work together and, you yeah. know, try to break down Lake Erie, Lake St. Clair. And I told him like, Hey, this guy's a good dude. And I think, you know, he could help us down the road and you care if I share some stuff with him, you know, and they're like, use your best judgment. Yeah. Whatever you need to do. And I kind of showed him what I knew and everything was like legit for him. And it was just half. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's great. And it was phenomenal. 
Mm. Like he should have won or could have won. That's awesome. He ended up winning. He he needed to finish like 30th to make the Forest Wood Cup. He finished like third or fourth, made it, you know, made 40 grand in the tournament, made the cup. And and the cooler, the coolest thing about it, it wasn't like I just helped him that he wanted to help me down the road. Like we just get along, dude. He, I mean, he's, I want to say he's probably six. I'm 40. He's probably 46 or seven. Neither of us had kids at the time, but we just get along, had a freaking blast. That's awesome. And the next year he's like, man, you want to travel with me? Uh, I can show you the ropes and I'll help pay for expenses wow. and uh, you can work, you know, you got to build your business. And that's what I learned from that guy is like, it's, it's fishing, but it's, it's a balance between fishing and work because yeah. you got to have yeah. the time to fish, but you got to have the money to fish, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, that's what I, he, the guy sold corn seed for a living, made mm. probably six feet. They did really well, but just <laughs> hustled, hustled, hustled. And All I right. fished with him. I, I called my principal back in North Carolina that I took a teaching job with kind of told him the deal. And he's like, man, you, you chase your dreams. If you need a teaching job, we will always be here for you. And oh, then, wow. yeah, that was, shoot, that was fished full time for 11 years, but that was 16 years ago, somehow 17 years ago. Huh. But uh, I started my paint company then ref hockey nights and weekends, just hustled. And then the fifth year that I was going to travel with him full time, like he even paid for some entry fees and stuff. It just, it came to the point where I was ready to fish the FLW tour I knew I wanted to do this for a living. I just, I needed to take a step, you know, cause yeah. you don't sort of make money in the opens and that kind of deal. And so that fifth right. year, I'm like, <laughs> pick a couple events and I'm going to focus on me. I'm going to work at home nights, weekends. Cause I was working, you know, 60 to 90 hours a week. I'd oh rest every weekend, Friday night, Saturday <laughs> night. Don't get me wrong. I would still play when I was off the ice at midnight. I would meet my buddies at the bar yeah. and I'd be up the next day at nine <laughs> after bed at two 30, be back on the ice. Like we had fun, but we just hustled. Yeah. It, he always told me, he's like, dude, it's not if it's going to happen, it's when. And it's wild because the fifth year, I almost won the second to last, or I fished two events with him. I almost won the first one, finished like sixth. And then the last event, a tour event at Beaver Lake, I won as a co angler. And I won wow. like 25 grand. I'm like, wow. Dude, this is my entry fees, six tournaments at four grand a piece. This is my yeah. entry fees for next year. Yeah. I didn't even think about fishing the elite series yet. Like it was a pipe dream, but just sure. I wanted to fish full time. In that same year, they had a tour open on Lake Erie. I'm like, I like to gamble. I know how to play cards. You put your money in when you have the best odds. I'm like home Lake, it was an open four grand. I got to ref a lot of hockey games to make four grand. I put my four grand in and I went and fished it as a pro. I finished third and won like another 28 grand. Jeez. And so like I had saved what I needed for like my first year's expense and uh, that same year, dude, I, I won the uh, Angle of the Year in the Opens and got my invite to the Elite Series. I'm like, <laughs> that's so let's sick. Go. So I prepaid my whole next year, dude. I said, I didn't have this money before. Here's my 40 grand in entry fees. They give you a three grand discount. Just pass the money along and said, I'm fishing the Elite Series. I don't have any sponsors right now yet, but hey, let's <laughs> send it and we'll go from there. And oh uh, just, it's funny. It's like full circle because the connections I made, those five years working and stuff, like sure. my model sponsor. Is Douglas J. Salon. It's a salon and spa school. They got Michigan. They're in Knoxville, Tennessee, Chicago, Illinois. And like, I met that guy through busting my ass on the ice. He saw, he was uh, a student at the time. So like, I was always putting him in the box, but it's just one of those, like, <laughs> knew how hard I, was I love to play hockey. And like, he had an idea, like he's very creative with marketing and we got to know each other some more in the year. I, all this connected for me. He's like, again, I think we were drinking at the time. He's like, man, we got to, we got to get you some decals, hook you up with some highlights and uh, pay for some entry fees or something. And that same year, all this stuff happened together. Wow. And we, we fell into place. Year. I've worked with him for 12 years now. I and mean, it's just, it's absolutely wild. 
how it came to place. And the crazier thing is my second year, I almost won at uh, Lake Norman. I lost a fish in the final day. I weighed four fish and I lost by like four or five ounces. Oh. I lost the VP. And that's how oh. he funded his first year too. So it's like, wow, oh my it's so wild, all the weird stuff. That's why I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That is, Golly, that is absolutely dude. nuts. The more this feller talks, the more I like him. <laughs> you're, you're a really rad combination, <laughs> Chad, of like, of like, uh, you, you're a really dope combination of passionate and articulate, which is a, a really good combo. Yeah. I like Appreciate this. That. This is fun. This is fun, dude. Yeah, heck yeah. Why are you so. shut up, though? So. No, no, please don't. No. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the last thing we want. Actually, yeah, we don't want that. Yeah, <laughs> heck no. We'll see yeah, what my so, life. Uh, we go to bed at like eleven forty-five. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if uh, if Bass uh, decided to switch, change everything up, everything's team derbies now. Uh, who who are you picking first? First and foremost, you're going to fish team. BP, okay. Oh, yeah. Right. Not because, yeah. Not because he's good, because he's one angler, just a guy travels him it, for four years. Uh, it's because he picked you on our podcast when he was on here, right? That's we asked why. him the yeah. same thing, and he said yeah. you, like, quick. Actually, I didn't know that. Which is <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, that's you know, pretty dope, dude. A phone hug tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> it's yeah, like he said it quick, just, too. It literally, like, the, the bass fishing scene is, like, you know, when you, you get into preschool or kindergarten, like, you got to figure out where you belong in the playground. Yeah. You, like, meet some kind of friends here, but then you go to middle school and you got some new friends. Like, people come in each year and, like, there's little relationships that change throughout the year. And it's, like, you get along with a lot of people and there's certain people you just connect with and vibe with, like you said. And it's just, yep. we just have a good time together. We get each other on and off the water. And yep. you don't find a ton of people like that in life that you're I just, know. like. I like to be around you, whether we're on the water, we're in the bar, whether we're working, working out, yeah. running, it doesn't matter. It's fun. It's easy. Yeah. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. It's consistent. Yeah. 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 For sure. Easy to be friends with them. Yeah. Chad, let me ask you this, man. Um, is there anybody? So Lola is a hairstylist, used to work at the super dope Aveda salon, cuts my hair, cuts our kids' hair, like all that. She's really, really talented. You may have the best hair in the in the elite series. Is, does anybody does anybody contest you, or are you just kind of king dog when it comes to hair? Like you don't even wear a hat most of the time. I appreciate it, and I don't wear a hat. I never wear a hat on stage. I wear one when I fish just to keep the skin cancer vibes away, you know. Yeah. But you know, on stage, just I try to be me, and it's uh, that was one thing we agreed on. My my sponsor dude, when I when we, I'm like I won't wear a hat on stage or anything, he's like perfect. I had okay, to talk to yeah. him when I first started with them about that, but it's just nice. everybody in the industry has a different you know, deal and you got to do you. That's the only way to make it work. And that's just part of what I like to do. And I, I feel like now, like with all the young people in there, I am no longer a rookie or anywhere near that. There's yeah. some dudes with some pretty fly hair. So <laughs> I mean, they come in, I, I, I don't have to work hard at it cause I got a good haircut, but there's some people that look pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Has your hair always been important to you? It kind of, it kind of has grown that's up. Not a bad thing. Yeah, you, don't, you ain't got to say like, like you're shallow or, or anything. That's not, that's not a bad thing. Is, oh, how long did it take you to do your hair? I'm like, well, it probably took. I can do it like this, and, we, and look at that, and we're done. And <laughs> Boom. <laughs> hey, Nate, Nate, should we should we show him how we do? Oh our my hair? gosh, I was gonna say, I think I think I'm the only one who can beat him in speed. Yeah, see oh, it is. Oh. and he's set. And he's set. Yeah. So we we won't we won't ask you for uh, your salon sponsor's number or something since we ain't got no hair. I mean Lola Lola's looking good, but we get you hooked up with whatever you need. They got a they got a, a barber shop now too, barber school. We get you dialed. Okay. Yeah, we've been, yeah, we've been clean. I can't grow a beard. I grow a beard like a third grader. So yeah, same. 
Thing. Sorry, I didn't I, mean I to point a, at yeah, you so quickly. Quick. Jeez, Louise. I got I got an okay mustache, and that's where it ends. Oh, your stash is nice. Yeah, it's not, it's not the best ever, but whatever, dude. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's that's funny. So uh tell us uh tell us a little bit about uh about like the rod, the rod deal, your rod sponsor and, and all that. Same dude, it's the same thing, like with BP hanging out at ICAST. Yeah. What I, the biggest recommendation I have in, in the industry, if you're trying to get into it, it's not all about fishing. It's about relationships and, and building that and, and being out there. Like people want, whether you're quiet or not, like people want, you know, to work with people who like to be around other people or work with other people because that's what moves a needle or sells product. Not everybody is, you know, has that personality that they want, but there's a way to make it happen. And it's just funny because a lot of the deals I have are people I met you know, earlier in my life. And then things just develop into that, you know, and it was one of those, it was ICAST and me and BP were at the bar drinking after the Costa party one night. And there's a couple two fanboys, Sam and uh, they'll, they'll really like that. that I call them fanboys. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. It was Sam and Calvin. And we met them at a bar and it was because they wanted to come up. They had, they had their uh, liquid courage going. They wanted to talk to BP because they're from like, kind of like the hometown and they didn't know him at the time. Right. But now, you know, Brandon, when he was catching big trout out there, he's fishing with Calvin. Like they, they they hang out and they fish out there. But at the time, they wanted to talk to Brandon and I was there too. And just we kind of all just same thing, got along. These dudes are just like we are and they're fun to be around. Why would you not work with people that you can be around with and make an excuse to go work, make money for them, make money for you and your family and have a great time doing it? It just it yeah. makes perfect sense. So we got to talk like I was in a place where I was ready to look for a new rod deal and that's, they brought it up and I'm like, I'm all ears, man. And we just kind of had a smaller deal for a couple of years and then uh, got, got a little bigger the last few years and got to develop my own line of rods, which is a blast. And now I've got that's exciting. new stuff with my name on it that I like and I, you know, get paid a little bit. And now I got no excuse. If I can't fish, catch fish, it's my own fault. I just need <laughs> yeah. the wrong kind of stuff, I guess. Yeah. T- tell <laughs> us, tell us about is it. It's pronounced sweet, right? Or how do you, yeah. Wait. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. The logo's dope. I always saw it on your jersey, and I see it on your boat and whatever. And um, when you agreed to be on our podcast, I'm like, dude, what is that? Like, I, I, I honestly, I didn't know. And um, which maybe that's part of like the marketing, you know, the curiosity of it. Um, so I looked it up. The website is super rad. Like the Sweet website, it moves cool. It looks cool. It's really easy to navigate. Um, but yeah, yeah talk, talk. it's perfect for what like it's what they they, they want to make fishing cool. They've got three yeah. kids. I can't even remember what they are. Like the young gun. The, mm-hmm. the other there's like three levels depending on your age and it's just still having that same feel and like they want the same fishing is dope it's that skater vibe like i never was a skateboarder but mm-hmm. i like the idea of like fishing is cool it's not like what it what it was and i love the old school fishing stuff you know yeah yeah it is evolved and it, it is a sport and it is and that's why there's so much competition that's why like there is nobody that is there's no weak link anymore like everybody yeah. is so good and everybody is out there to get your job but it's because fishing is cool. It's because of high school fishing and college yep. fishing. Before when yeah. I fished in, you know, in high school, it wasn't a team. It was just, these three guys are kind of cool. I don't know why they like to fish, but they're cool. It's, it's kind of weird, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is, are you rod and reel with Sweet then? Um, I'm just rod full, but I, I use most all the reels. I was at Abu Garcia for a while. I'm kind of phased yeah. out of that. Um, I still use a couple of their reels as well, but Swate's got a sweet uh, Brigade X spinning reel that I use. That's pretty much all my spinning reels. And okay. we're working on a new bait caster that is, that I'll be full rod reel. And it's, it's, well, it just takes time. You know, you want to build something sure. right. They know my needs. I got to have the best stuff out there. All I use is their rods and I use a mix of reels for bait caster wise. Um, 
until their other one's fully ready. You know, like you're trying to cast a weightless fluke on a reel that's not perfectly balanced yet. Sure. It's tough. You can do 90% of your other yeah. job with it, but you know, for that, you got to use the right stuff. Yeah. 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 And I mean, yeah. With you being a finesse guy, the, the rod is so, so important for, for casting. Sure. And then also for fighting the fish, finding that delicate balance of like enough parabolic bend, but not a noodle. So you can actually get them out and yeah, yeah. so that's rad. That's cool. So um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm kind of like teeing off on this because uh, I love design stuff personally. Um, and the suede stuff just looks different, be it the colors or the design of like the, the grips, the split, the whatever, how much goes into on that end, obviously like the actions and the strengths and the lengths and all that is important, but how much, how much do you put in on the actual just look of a rod when you're designing one? Yeah. And the neat thing is a lot of that, those concepts, like their, their grip handle, that kind of deal. That, and then like the, the cork on the back of the cranky rod, which I really like, it's just old school, kind of unique. Like they already have a, like, that's just them, which is, which is perfect. And, and like their black label rod, their it was a great rod and it was nice. We went, we stepped up like the blank with my rod and then the look of it, I wanted something a little bit different. I didn't want like a full red or a full white rod, but I wanted a little bit of, you know, I don't even know what you want to call it. Like, but just that, that bottom, I think it's like two feet on my rod. Then the guides a red guy, but then it's not like the metallic gray. It's just something that sharp. I didn't think was out there. Now, since then I've seen, you know, a handful of other rods that are just the, the bottom side is that color. But I think the appearance thing was, was more, um, what I got to decide as well as obviously the action, the blank itself, that was fully me. But a lot of the cool things, like they just had, they had good eye ideas. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. Hey, pull this a rod. Cause I'm not a rod guy. I know what I like. I know what catches fish and what gets the job done. But sure. they knew a lot more about the components than I did. So cool. they showed me some stuff and I was like, dude, this is sick. Let's, let's roll yeah. with this. Like some yeah. of the guys and stuff. And we've got some new stuff on another rod that I'll be coming out here with soon to another, just a unique kind of guy that I'm excited about that, you know, I don't see a lot out there. So. Rad, dude. That's so cool. Yeah, that I love that. Really cool. I, yeah. So I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to monopolize and ask a million questions there. No, no, I, no, I just, no, that just super yeah. interests me. Yeah. I just I just want to know like how like how cool is it to have your name on yeah, on a seriously. product like that like like that. I just feel yeah. like that's like the pinnacle. Like you know, you fish, you do your career, you do this whole thing, and then like to get your name on product that that you can sell to the masses like that. It just seems that just seems like the absolute pinnacle. It is, man. Because like I said, I've worked real hard for you know where i've where i've at and where i've you know got to and become but and, and a lot of it's like not necessarily fishing work or fishing money because initially like it's hard to get deals it's hard to do that like you got to hustle to make it happen and it's neat now like it took a while but to have that happen you do look down and it's like it's it's a childhood dream like you're fishing yeah, you yeah exactly you got your your rod with your name on it I, I just started with perfection last year and I've been trying to design some baits for a couple of years and I got with them last year and I've got a bait that's going to be in Bass Pro Shop and Cabela's. So it should be out now, but it'll probably be in January. But like I just developed a drop shot bait. That's pretty neat. It's got my name on a that's pack. So that's so exciting. It's just yeah. fun to be on that side of the game. Like, you know what you like to use, but it's nice to like take pieces of other products and be like, Hey, let's tweak this. Let's do that. And this is what I, I want to use this. Cause I, and I made this, you know, it's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. So you are a mover and a shaker and a, you know, on the go and you're a hard worker. What's next? Like, are you hmm. like, what's, I don't know, five years. Hopefully what's your damn goal? win? Huh? I said, hopefully a damn win. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that the dream? Is that the hopefully a few, next dude. thing? Yeah, no, it, it, it is. Like, I feel like I'm good enough to win, but so many things have to, to come into place, but even, yeah. even more important than a win. Cause 
you got to get a little bit lucky to win and things have to go right, which I do think will happen. But for yeah. me, it's just, it, it's having a competitive year. Like I, it's funny, mm. you fish full time. I've just made, I had a rough year this year, but before that I made four classics in a row. And like in the middle of that, you will still have people come up, Hey, uh, do you fish anymore? You know, they, which is, which is not anything on me or on them. It's like, it is hard to be noticed mm. in this sport sometimes, unless you're mm. really following the sport. Like yeah. there's yeah. super fans out there. There's a, it's a huge following, but some people just watch the show. Well, dude, it, you don't always make the show. So you can literally finish 25th in every tournament, never make the show, make every classic. And yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. Close to winning the end of the year, but people don't yeah. even know you fish. So for me, I just feel like what I've missed, I've won a couple of the years in the opens. I've had like a third AOI, a fourth, a seventh. Like I've, I've strung three events very often together for that, but I've yet to string nine together in the elite series. It's always been a couple that get me. And like, I want to be relevant in that AOI conversation, whether it's top five or top 10, the last two or three terms. I've had it once where I was in like sixth midway. And then for whatever reason, I had three terrible events. Usually I end strong, but this, that was a year I had a bad middle. So like my goal is to to be in position to be talked about, like for that AOI, you know what I mean? Like to be in the hunt decisions and have it come together. And I think it's going to come together because I felt like this year I caught every bad break you could catch. Mm -hmm. Sure. You got them out three well at least two but maybe three years of bad tournaments out of the way so now we're going to string a couple together win some AOIs. yeah do it need some more tackles there it is that's, that's it, it. Yeah. do it so that it. that'll help with the win yeah Get do them it tackles. yeah <laughs> i like it uh any any chance we can get uh some specifics on the on the 2024 rig that you i don't know if you've got your new boat yet or not but what you will be running and how it's set up and all that good stuff yeah dude, i got the 24 and oddly enough i got the 23 still too which isn't a great thing um it's right, a yeah. set up it was sold to a good buddy of mine that i would do the same thing in a heartbeat guy I grew up fishing with working hard on lake erie with uh, he teaches now he actually fished the elite series in 2011 mm. uh, he teaches full-time now and he needed to sell his boat and we, he just listed his too late. And then like the market went dead. I had three people yeah. offer me top dollar for that one. And then after the fact, I went back and it just, I kind of missed the window. Now it's been, ah, we've seen a lot of guys boats for sale. Yeah. One, it's oh, yeah. Yeah. two interest rates are high. Like, you know, I just, things will be fine in January, February and get, get some good money. But it's just, not good having two boats right now, but it's nice to be able to be in position, like to still, you know, hard work trying to make stuff happen. Cause before I wouldn't be able to do that. I'd be like five grand, three grand, two. Oh, sold. You know, now, yeah. I yeah. I need to lose my butt on anything like that. I can yeah. wait a little bit. And so that's good, but it's the same man, the bass cat, the Puma STS, the new one. It's probably like six, seven, eight inch wider than the the old one. It's okay. It's, it's the deal. It's a good boat. Same Suzuki I've had. Uh, ran seven Suzuki's now, but that new that wow. metallic, that black on black, that black, Dude, yeah, that, that that gl- black. I was just we, we were just yeah. talking about that in the house. That that gloss black on the flat black yeah. cowling. I mean, dude, that is so dang sexy. I can't it's believe like it. Like sexy. it is, I was waiting to finish your words, and I was like, I, I was waiting to say sexy. I'm like, not everything is sexy, but no, that but is that is no. though. It's biting through my and even even the shape, even the shape of the yes. cowling, because it's like it's not super bulky. It's real smooth looking yeah. the way it kind of comes back and stays narrow, but then it's got those two kind of like ex- I don't know if they're exhaust or whatever they are on the top. Like the, uh, it's, it's yeah, it looks, yeah, it looks so good. It looks no, so it does. I mean, it, it, it's a mile an hour, mile and a half an hour slower, but it turns every time it needs to turn. It's yeah. phenomenal. It's powerful. My boat ran. I still ran seventy two point eight with this year with that seventy loaded. It's very and fast. Yeah, now you're moving. Fishing is like 
you put five pounds on the front of the boat, you lose a mile an hour. Well, we've got three drafts on the front of the boat. Right. I mean, like with all the technology and stuff. So you need a boat that runs around 70 and it, like, dude, it handles, and that, that's the deal for me. I run all the hummingbirds up front with live and 360. We got a lot of stuff in the boats. I pack too much tackle. So I got to have backup plans for if, you know, power goes out, whatever. I got some tools. Yeah. I'm not a tool guy, but I got duct tape, a hammer, all the good stuff you need. <laughs> duct tape and hammer is <laughs> all you it. need. That's all you need. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So how, how did So tell me about Suzuki because I feel like – Right now, it seems like a really rad time because who else fishes it? Like Brandon Card's on Suzuki, yeah. isn't he? Um, yeah, Card, uh, Perch, Dean Rojas, Gerald Dean Rojas, Stoll, uh, Adrian Avina, Avina. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Um, Greg De Palma's got one this year. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Okay, who else? Yeah, there's a but I feel like, I feel like we're at a good time with it because it seems like they're kind of scooping up right now. Because obviously, Suzuki is a huge company, it's not some like upstart yeah. company, but like it seems as though like they're really starting to get that spot on on bass fishing. Like, how did you get in with them for so long? And yeah, yeah, just again, it take time, time and a place, man. I just developing relationships that you don't know where you're going to be when. I always there's people in the industry you meet that you may work with forever that you may work with their placeholders that you just got to determine like who you can grow with and who's there to get what they can out of you, you know? And sure. That's good. I advice. just felt like, you know, I worked with some other boat motor and it wasn't, I love the engine, love the boat and the people were great, but I just like, tell me what to do to get to that next level. And I'll see if I can do it. Like I understand every company out there has a dollar, like they need a return on investment. So if yeah. there's something that I'm not doing for you, let me know. And if I can't do it, I get it. But if you tell me, hey, well, hey, you got to go over the classic. Hey, you need to do this. That's how you get the next discount off the next water, the paint or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. For a couple of years, I think, and I want to open in fourteen. I fished two classics in a row, and I'm like, guys, I'm doing what you what you told me to do to get the next thing, and it, I'm not moving anywhere. I'm not mm-hmm. going to sit here and be seven years down the road, and you know, like I'm ready to make a change. And if you yeah, can't yeah. do that, like. No hard things. I get it. Like you're a business. I'm a business. I'm trying to feed my family. You're trying to do the same for you. Well, let's just be honest. Let's have a, a, a like a, you can have a normal conversation with somebody sure. or you can part ways and have a good relationship. And that's what it was. I'm like, here's what I need to have happen. Otherwise I, I gotta, I gotta do what's in my best, this, my best industry. Jeez. I can't talk my best you know, <laughs> deal for my family and for my business. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and I said, I'm not going to go back and forth. If you can't do it, I understand. I appreciate what you've done. But if I get what I'm trying to find elsewhere, that's where I'll go. And that's when I made a change. And I think it was 2016. And I was real fortunate. It was good timing. It was through relationship building and stuff. And now, you know, I've been able to be a part of something that's growing and actually be involved with some of those decisions. I really can't talk. Some of those decisions with like the engine and the colors and whatever it is. And it was cool. Mm. I cast, I want to say it was, had to be four years ago. We talked about like the black on black and where like, the looks and appearances stuff were going and that's, we got to be a part of that, you know, and it just, it's, it's cool. And it's good timing and they're moving into the bass industry. You know, they've always had a reliable engine, but it was a offshore engine, a pontoon, you know, and now that they're getting in that market as well, I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it. Yeah. That's rad, man. You're in a good spot for it for sure. So are we still talking boats or can I ask something random? Okay. What is something about you that people don't know or wouldn't guess? Because like Polinick, he yeah. told us that he loves to dance. <laughs> Which nobody saw coming. We were like, what? And he that's... said it quick too. He's like, oh, he was like, oh, I love, oh, I love dance. dancing. <laughs> I, would, I would say that, but then I would, uh, and another reason why we get along just dance party at my wedding. I thought the guy was going to break his knees. He came. Oh my, my gosh. <laughs> blast. We even have so pictures. I'm not trying to find it. It's me and him. It, wedding night. Like 
it might have been like three in the morning. We're in a bathtub. We're not in the bath, but we're in the bathtub, just having a beer. It's like one of those jacuzzi tubs. And yeah. I'm here and he's there. And like his wife and my wife are here. And we're just like, it was so fun. Yeah. That's dope. Um, that's a good answer. It's weird. Uh, I, most people don't think, you, oh, you majored in math. That's uh, that's just weird. I would, that's probably a lot. Yeah. Just because that's kind of unique. A lot of people hate math. And I, I would like math. No, that's yeah. cool though. Yeah, I think that, that's, that's cool. A, that's yeah, so so do you so do you use your math when you're dancing? Are you out there counting steps? No, you gotta you gotta feel it. Gotta, okay, gotta okay. <laughs> you gotta oh, look at feel that. it. Did you see that arm? Yeah, you gotta. <laughs> you gotta feel feel it. Doing, man. Yeah, you gotta feel it. <laughs> oh my gosh! I can't wait to be that. My my girls love to dance. Okay, like, mm. literally love to dance, and it, like the song, like. Uh, I think it's Sugar with Adam Levine. Then uh, Cardi B comes on. My one daughter wants to be. She said, I'd be Cardi B, and she gets up and does this whole. Oh, go <laughs> girl! Oh, I does love your it. wife like to dance? We're dancing with that. It's gonna be a blast. Does your wife like to dance? Oh, she does. We like to dance. She she might not okay. like to dance as much as me, but she likes to dance. Okay, well that's <laughs> good. Some good times, babies, you know, where we got to have some dance parties and whatnot. But yeah, yeah, we'll get back to that. You yeah. will. Yeah, dude. One, it was a couple of months ago. Yeah, that um, we uh, I had the honor of marrying a, a buddy of mine for oh, I've yeah. known for years and years and years. And it was one of the f- rare opportunities where Lola and I had a weekend together, and that was part of like his like paying for me to do his wedding. He put us up in this super nice hotel okay. for like three days, and then we went to the reception. And boy, we danced. Boy. We danced. We got it down so to good. get down, dude. On like every song. Because the hangover last. Now that was our, that's our issue. Like, Neither one of us drink, so yeah, it worked so it was, out. It was just it was just fueled by stupidity and water. Yeah, even a better. lot of booty shaking. A lot and of then, booty so shaking. That's, even if you don't have the hangover, then you have the body aches of like, oh my it's god. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, that's, yeah it's that's like true. snowboarding. Yeah. Jordan was holding his back. He was, <laughs> I think was that the night I took a picture of what we had on our bed. I think we had like gas pills, Tylenol, gummy worms, <laughs> like chocolate, like Red all these bowl, random Yeah, things. dirty socks. <laughs> Yeah, old man, old man yeah. going to dance though. He's, yeah, he's but we had the Tylenol. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were doing Soldier Boy, tell him, and all kind of other nonsense. Yeah, we letting it rip. Yeah, our, our little baby here whip, and she goes, "Oh, yeah. oh my god, that's <laughs> it, that's it, dude." I don't that's even know awesome. where we are on our, on our list. Nate, you know where we are on our list? I don't even know where we are. This is uh, awesome. Yeah, this I think I got the. I think I got the next one, and it's okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, if. Uh, yeah, so so we ask we ask a lot of you know all the anglers that we that we have. Oh uh, yeah, on our this podcast, is actually a good one. Kind of, kind of what what separates a good angler from from a great angler? And we've gotten we've gotten a few different answers, some similarities, but uh, what what's your take on that? What what separates a, a good from a great? And the hair, that's what it is. No, uh, what's in between? Uh, <laughs> I wish because I'd be better off in the AOI standard. <laughs> well, that, it, and it would explain my my struggles uh, with the rod reel. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, that's I get asked that all the time. Like, what makes somebody? It's not you can cast further better. It's it's literally what's going on upstairs. Who's thinking of what quicker? It's it's not you yeah. versus the other hundred guys. It's it's you against the fish. You know what I mean? Like figuring out what they're doing before they start doing, and that's what Kevin uh, Van Dam has always been so much better about. Like picking mm. up on things as not after they happen, but as they're happening and okay. being able to adjust and make those decisions. Like some of the better tournaments, like I said, that Sabine river tournament, like I got bit, I didn't, I don't think I ever caught a fish on a square bill in practice, but I ended up fishing mostly a square bill. Cause I was trying to cover water on the trees, you know, just one of those things you, you just make a little change 
and it's not making that change at like two in the afternoon. It's like, it's picking that bait up and yeah. it's picking it up at seven thirty eight in the morning when you haven't made a cast with it. Just like that feels right. And, and then all of a sudden, Oh, this is where I need to go. I need to run with this. And it's sure, hard yeah. to do that because more often than not, you've got guys chasing bites. You're going to waypoints where you got bites. That's how I grew up fishing. Yeah. Uh, here you've got a rock, but I got a bite here. I got a bite here. And, and that's what I like to do. I love to run and gun, but there's mm-hmm. a time and a place for when you just need to like, you just need to figure it out. And a lot of those tougher fisheries, sometimes you got to just kind of go through the motions and figure out what is happening that day and put down what, you know, was working and pick up what is working, you know, and that's, I try to practice different um, now because of that. Like before I'd get on one thing and, and like my rookie year, I swear if you could win practice, like I was angry of the year for practice. <laughs> I you could win out, practice. Like not eight or nine out of nine tournaments, like ridiculous. Like the weights mm-hmm. were like top five, but I would get so dialed into what was happening. I had a hard time adjusting. I was mm-hmm. chasing what was working. And then I, I just, I wouldn't just figure out how to catch the fish that stopped biting what I was doing. You know, and that's, that's what you see more often than not. Like these fish do the same thing. So when one, when your deal is one-sided and it goes away, it's probably going away everywhere. Like there's always fish biting somewhere, but they may not be biting what you were doing, you know? So for me, it's just, it's what's upstairs. And the year BP one angle of the year, the first time I was rooming with him in, in 2016, that was the worst year I had, but I learned a lot. I learned a lot from him because he had, again, I had good practices and eight out of seven out of the nine, I, I beat him in practice. You know, we, we don't share waypoints or whatever. Full trust. If he needed anything, I'd give it to him, but you share what's going on. And I knew he was struggling a couple of them. One in particular was at, um, can't remember. It was a river. He ended up making a top 10 and it was one of the deals I got on a drop shot, like on deep brush and stuff. And he had zero bites one day and two. And I clued him in on what I was doing and he got in the Creek and had a couple bites. Well, what I was doing got muddy. All I had to do was move in back behind this bridge and like search for cleaner water. But it's so hard at nine o'clock in the morning to be like, well, this is muddy. I know what to look for. Go find it. You find it every day in practice. Well, guess what? He's angry the year that year, right? He hasn't caught crap in practice. His couple places he doesn't get bit on. He goes and looks for it. He develops the the deal every day, finishes like fifth. And that, that is, you can't teach that. Like you got to have it, you know, it's, it's hard to develop that over time. Yeah, that's really good advice. Let me ask you a weird question. Do you ever talk to yourself? All day long. Yeah. Do you ever do do you ever more specifically, and maybe I'm gonna sound like a real wackadoodly here. Uh why? Because you do this? Because sometimes I talk to myself out loud. Like if I'm fishing a derby and practice, I was I can think of one specifically on this lake called Nelson Lake, north of where we live. I found this really dope point. I mean, it just looks like fishing 101 where it goes from you know eight inches and it follows down and riprap down to i don't know five six feet and it's probably a block long and i'm throwing square but square bills on it dragging them across and coming down staying a ways off and i'm just smacking them to the point where i had to tell myself to like get out of there during practice because i don't want to yeah. wear them out and then i go there for the tournament and there's not a fish to be found not a fish to be found on that, on that, that little, uh, point. And I literally told myself, dude, put the square bill down. Like I said it out loud, like a crazy person, uh, because I almost had like hear myself like, dude, this isn't freaking working. Like it's not working, but it's so easy to be like, Oh no, I caught him here. They're here. I caught him here. Like they're not, do do you ever, do you ever talk to yourself like out loud, like force yourself into making all day, every day. And I I joke, I have a co-angler in my boat or a camera, like, 
one, if I'm on camera, I want people to know what I'm thinking. It's not fun to watch fishing. It's fun to watch people catch fish, yeah, but they're not yeah. always catching. But it's neat to watch people go through the process, especially yeah, live now. And, like, I want people to know what I'm thinking. But yeah. I always say, like, whether a camera's in my boat or not, if I have a marshal or whatever, like, I'm talking all day, all day long. I'm not going to turn around and talk to you, but I'm going to talk all day. Sometimes yeah, yeah. you're like, what'd you say? And I'm like, oh, and then I kind of explain, like, dude, I'm going <laughs> to talk all day. And yeah. if you can hear me, good. If you can't, no worries. You can talk back. Like, I'm listening, but I'm fishing. But, like, part of my deal is I want to walk myself through the process. Yeah. I want to make yeah. changes. I want to talk all out. I want to yep. coax the fish into biting, whatever. I mean, it's all, like, again, it's all upstairs. It's making it the decision quick enough, the adjustment, stay, whatever it is. That's what you're thinking about, and it helps to talk through things like anything in life. So if you're talking to yourself, I mean, it works, and it just – the other thing is like, man, I'm going to get bit. If I don't get bit here, I can slide over there, like being positive about yeah. where that next deal might happen. Because if you're like, oh, gosh, I haven't a bite in three hours, you're not going to get a bite. You're not even thinking about getting bit. You're gosh. thinking about getting bit. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Where gas and beer after the turn or whatever. Like, yeah. be pot. You will get bit. Like, they're, yeah. they are a fish. They're smart sometimes, but – you just walk yourself through the process. And I, I like to do that. I just, I always joke like you're a fisherman, you're a trucker and you're a cheerleader. It's like a good mesh of all three, you know? Yeah. Huh. That's man. That was speaking really of like talking to your cameraman or whoever's in your boat. Like we were watching one of your videos. What was it? He caught it eight eleven. Yeah. Um, I can't remember where it was. Like, you know where it was. Was that Fork? New personal best, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a fork, right? Uh, we were watching that, and you were so kind to the people oh, in your yeah, boat. Like you're funny. like so you're fighting this fish going around the boat. And, yeah. and I told him, I was like, I would be so anxious having to oh, move around the these people. And, the camera guy. and you're like, oh, move to your left, please. Like yeah, you were like just polite. so nice. Like you're <laughs> yeah. fighting this fish yeah. and you're just so happy and kind. I just really appreciated that. Yeah, well, that it's dope. funny you say that because I had a girl that lived across the hall from me in college, and she's one day she's like, you can't be this damn man. You need to get punched in the face. She said it. I'm like, you can't be that upon anyone. Yeah, oh, like I, I am a polite person, but I just feel like, you know, if, if, if something got in the way where I had to do something, like yeah. you've got time, you can say things without being an ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. have a conversation and in the boat. And I just, like, you can control your attitude. You can control what you say. I mean, that's about, you can't control the fish biter and this yeah. or that. There's a few things you have control over, so might as well. Doing the, doing the right way. So yeah. being being a positive guy, is it discouraging for you when, you know, practice is great and then the day of it's really not great when you're trying to actually catch the fish? Like, is that, or or do you just kind of snap out of it? I, I, I say I snap out of it. Yeah. Well, but it's one of those, like, you get used to it. Because, I mean, you're, you're literally chasing a living creature for a job. So it's like, yeah. It's not like you you shoot your free throws, you make your free throws. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you do everything right, you could have an engine fail, you could have a prop, you could get you mm-hmm. know weather, weather changes. You know, there's so many variables. So many variables. That's why it's yeah, like it's you variables. control what you can control. So you go out there, you put in the work. You know, and you try to find different patterns. That way, if one thing goes away, another thing comes up. So it's like something you may have had one bite in practice might be the deal. Yeah. So I try to be when I practice. You know, look for. Find an area that has fish and look for a variety of things, whether it's structure, different things going on. Like that's what helps me be successful. And I feel like the tournaments I've done well, I'm in an area, I'm still doing what I like to do. I'm bouncing around, but I'm not like running to this spot to get a bite or I'm running four miles where I got a bite here. You're, yeah. you're going through the process, figuring out what is the deal each day. Yeah. 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 
Um, so one thing I want to kind of go back on what you said about the, the, the kind of like the way that you speak, you know, the way that you say things, the words you use, um, with us having 43 children, um, some of them will, uh, you know, they'll sneeze, they'll cough and then comes, Oh, I'm so sick. Oh, I think I'm sick. Oh man. I'm, I, I gotta have a cold. I'm sick. And I'm like, dude, stop. You're going to talk yourself it. into <laughs> actually being sick. Like speak some positivity, you know, like, like you don't have to lie. You don't have to front, you don't have to be fraudulent, but like there's a line, isn't there between like speaking death or speaking positive, whatever. Um, and do you find like with, with your positive vibes, do you find that you fish better when you're, when you're thinking positive? I mean, do you ever spin out? Oh, I wouldn't say I spin out like I just, but I, I am always, I will say I'm going to catch them until I don't catch them. I've had some great tournaments mm. on camera where I've Man, I like led that. the first day and I'm, you know, it's one o'clock. I don't have the fish in the boat. And I, and I end up going back doing something at the Mississippi river and catching five keepers for 13 pounds, like a three and a half pounder with five minutes to go. And wow. it is amazing when something like that comes together. But there's a lot of times when it doesn't as well. And people don't always see that, but it's still, it's, I, I feel like when you can control the process, and, and, and be in a good mindset, like more often than not, like you may get that opportunity and that way you're not going to miss it. If you're just mm -hmm. down in the dumps, like not thinking about how to get the next bite, you might have that tournament where it could happen, but then you're not ready for it. Like, yeah. I think it was, it's a quote, Kevin, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Right. Same thing like with your attitude. Yeah. You got a crap attitude. Like you may get that opportunity, but you may not even be able to recognize it because you're so one-sided or hot-headed yeah. or whatever's going on, you know? Yeah. Man, that's so, so amazing you, so, advice. Yeah, with that being said, so I assume you're one of those guys that uh, fishes to the absolute last second of a day before you got to make your run back. Yeah, and yes and no, because I do know that, again, I try to control what I control. So I know there's right. other variables. Like I, I've been on Lake St. Clair and had a run back, and it's blowing 20 out of the north when I ran all the way to Erie. I'm protected. I'm like, it's going to be five footers in St. Clair. And I get back and it's, it's like glass there's yeah. out there. There's boating things. I've, <clears> I've been on the way back at the St. Lawrence river river. And I had an issue where they had props one year that people were buying and they had a bad, like you just, you just throw an ear just driving and had oh, to gosh. go to the bank and get in the water and change the prop. So I've learned like there's a time and a place to cut it close and like, yeah, fish, right. give yourself, you know, if you got a 30 to 50 minute run, give yourself 10 or 15 minutes sometimes. Yeah. And then, but then have stuff close, you know, having like, don't go in 10 minutes early, but like get near checkoff. So if something happened, Hey, if this happens, I'll be able to jump in a boat because other people will be near here or I'll be able to make the, make this change, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you're, sure. you're going to win some stuff. Oh, I'm, ready. I'm ready. Man. You're, you're, you're a little too smart and a little too good at this. I think <laughs> to, to not win some crap. <laughs> Uh, dude, a couple of years ago, um, our youngest daughter, Lucy, fell and broke her collarbone. And it was the weirdest thing in the world to me that they would not do anything about it. Like they just let it like heal kind she of whatever. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you can see it. T tell us about your tell us about your collarbone. How did that all go down? I interrupted. What about Lucy's collarbone? Come on. No, yeah. I mean, it was just that like like it healed. But like, I, like at the hospital, like they wouldn't do anything like it you know it just it's over and now yeah. she has this little like little lump. lump where they kind of were like overlapping each other well she she fell to the ground she got a little push to the ground yeah, yeah. and um she landed weird and we were looking at it like is it broken is it not and then and, like, and then collar. i pulled it over Holy and it was like moly. a golf ball like, thing and i was like uh like you could like see oh the golf yeah. ball thing maybe was after when it was healing no, it, no, was it was like right, it was pretty much right away it was really it strange awful. i was like um i think yeah. i think she's got to go in yeah but that ain't no joke so tell us about your yeah. your fun with your collarbone 
Yeah, and it's funny how again it was good timing. It was one of those like it could have happened anytime. That that was we had fished two events to start the season. I came back, I play hockey. I'm like, I know my job. I'm not gonna like not live life, you know. So I enjoyed sure. hockey. I played. Try to play smarter, a little smarter now. But just uh, the doctors, you can break a collarbone like super easy based on like the angle at which you hit. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's just about how you this how it happens. I guess where the pressure is. Yeah. Just it was a two on zero. Oh skating to pass the puck to my buddy. He shoots and scores. I turn, catch a rut in the ice and just go down like kind of close to the boards and mm-hmm. literally just put my arm up to like kind of catch myself. And that's what did it. And just went and I just screamed right. I knew it right when it happened. I never really uh, broke as much. Yeah. And it just burned. And then it was, it hurt bad. It was, mine was like overlapped by, I want to say like an inch, two inches. Well, it was nasty. So they had to, pull it back and then put a plate and screws in it. And it just, I did do that. Okay. Yeah. You had surgery on yours. It was funny how it worked though. Like I knew I had the same thing being positive. I'm like, well, I I said, I can't do anything for a month. Uh, That's, you know, I've got a tournament in a, well, a month and a half. (laughs) (laughs) I had the surgery. I'm going to do it. It's a good time. They said, yeah, Yeah. they said you you can't lift stuff for, for over five pounds in this hand. Well, I I fished this way. So I would, we fished Lake Hartwell next. I went and I just practiced with a wacky worm. I had a terrible start to that year in Florida. And it was one of those deals where I just went in and I'm like, I just need to get some points and see what happens. And I went in and just fished the wacky worm. Thankfully it was the spring and they were biting the wacky worm, but I just fished yeah. relax and just like, I remember driving, everybody's flying by me. I'm going like 40 cause it still hurt to drive. I'm just bounce like, around. Yeah. Yeah. And I, up, I, I finished like fifth, fifth or sixth. Wow. That's <laughs> so sick. Roll, that, that Lake Fork fish you caught was um, two tournaments after that. Okay. And, and I would land the fish in the other one and like, hold them with this hand and reach in and grab with my other hand. I mean, yeah. It, it just, it, it changes how you think. And, and they, they talk about like the, the baby, you know, thing where somebody's having a baby, the baby run or whatever, and they catch fish. I yeah. honestly think it changes your thought process. Same sure, thing. Like yeah. my arm. You start yeah. to care about something else. So what mm. your wife's pregnant, you got a one year old, whatever you just, you have a different perspective. You're not like, Oh my God, I got to catch a fish. You're like, dude, I got my kids are healthy. Life is good. I'm going to go home. And all of a sudden, you're just you're just doing different things. And I think uh, my buddy Garrett Paquette that I travel with, who fished for a few years, he does a bunch of stats, and he's like, people peak in their mid 40s, and it's because financially you're in a good place usually. Sure. Your knowledge of lakes a good place. And I also think it has to do with them damn kids. I was yeah, just no gonna doubt. say that. Yeah, that's it was a big adjustment for me. Like when Emery first came, she's my three and a half year old, like trying to figure out like the dynamics because I want to help. My wife needs my help, like. Yep. I'm going to be there. I'll figure out the fishing thing at night yeah. later, you know, and, but it takes a lot of back and forth and, and, and I struggled at two or three tournaments in the middle and then we figured it out and it got good. Well, this sure. year was the first year we've had two traveling first year and there was a lot of balance and I wouldn't sure. change anything for the world. I, mean, I made a lot of mistakes myself fishing, caught some Brad bakes, uh, Brad, can't talk. I'm, dr- I'm literally drinking water. Um, <laughs> I can never talk. I feel like I mess up my words all the time. So you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> But I feel like I caught some bad breaks with weather and, and a handful of things sure. too. But I do think some of that stress, like you don't know what contributes or, or how to relay what contributes. Like I don't mm. know what changes upstairs, but like yeah. there's a second when you're not focusing after that can make a change. It's just such little teeny things. Like I said, if you make that change or adjustment at 10 a.m. instead of 2.30, yep. you're 30th instead of 80th. And like mm. I feel like a lot of the tournaments where I didn't do well, there was maybe I was pick I could have picked up some quicker, you know. And it's again, it's not because of your kids, but it's just it's one of those like there's a lot of different factors. I think that was one of them this year, and I'm I'm excited to get healthy and like 
just get back to doing the things I like to do. And, you know, and I'm ready for 2024. Let's go. Let's go. Let's <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's go. Um, so we talk about show and tell. Yeah. And um, did you bring something to show and tell us about? I did. I, I did a little bit. It's not, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. It's, it's, it's not really funny. It's kind of corny. I'll show it. <laughs> they're behind me because there's a funny story of these, but they're okay. super, super meaningful. Okay. You grab these, and this is going to sound weird until I tell you the story. Okay. All right. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm ready. So I got two of these. Angle of the Year Northern Opens, 2012, yeah. 2016. Boom. Amazing. Two yeah. greatest accomplishments. That still hurts to boot. But two oh. fishing greatest accomplishments of my life. The crazy thing is I bought those. I literally had to buy. I bought them because at the time they didn't have them. And like I fish, you know, I, the first one is from when I made the what? I, I kid you not. And I posted this like a few years back and people thought it was like, where'd you get though? Like, it is so hard to win anything in fishing. You literally lose every tournament. These are the two times yeah. I won. But at the time you didn't get a penny. You didn't get a trope. You got an invite, which is wonderful. I'm like, I am so, so fortunate to be where I'm at with fishing, yeah. but it's just wild. You didn't get anything to like tell your kids a story on down the road. And as I fished a little bit more, I'm like, dude, I mean, it's, it's funny. Like you want something to show someone something tangible to yeah. be like, look what yeah, I did. For sure. It's so hard to get a trophy. Like get a check. It's nice to go on the bank and you spend it. It goes away, but you have nothing to be it's like about that hardware. It's, it is. It's so weird. It's like, I don't want to buy a trophy that I didn't earn, but like, I'm telling you, these trophies are hard to earn. And like, I literally have my job because of 2012 when I made the elite series. This is why I have a house. This is why, this is why I am where I'm at. In 2016, I won angle year again. And my first five years, three of the years I was in the chopping block to get cut. I, in 16, I would have been the last guy in, in the elite series. And Cliff Crochet got in because of me, because I won angle of the year in the last term, New York. And I got my spot in New York because of that. That tournament was in September. I did not have to wait until December to get my invite. I got it right away because I was into the Opens. That's the that's the year I signed with Suzuki. Without winning that Open, I maybe I wouldn't maybe I would have missed the the boat ride with the Suzuki on it. You know, maybe I would have missed that deal, wow. but I did because I won the Open. So I just think it's crazy that like where I'm at in my life is because of these two things. And I'm like, yeah. I had to pay like there's like a $500 trophy or 480 or something. I had to call Bassmaster. <laughs> get permission and then they, that way like it's the legit deal it's got their it's got their logos on it. it's got yep. it all. and i paid my hard-earned money for it i would do it again i think that is awesome like funny that but is. like awesome that's, that's amazing that's and like you said cooler. meaningful yeah um i think that's amazing yeah so did you design those or did they already have that and you just had to like yeah, pay so for it to get it do them now like that's yeah right i didn't design anything i said hey you guys this is what you give them now i just want to get the same thing like, I, I did this. I don't need anything special for me. I'm not like making, yeah. not making up a trophy. I'm just getting what I feel like I should have got. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you earned yeah. it for sure. Yeah. Uh, on that same note, can you do a Cliff Crochet impersonation? The first day, <laughs> this, this one's for Fred. This one's for Fred. <laughs> the first time I saw him on TV, he was talking yeah. about catching fish on a frog. He was saying this one's for Fred, like Fred Rumbanis. This one's this one for Ed. I couldn't understand what he was saying. I had no idea. And I've stayed with him at a couple houses. Dude, I love it. Nicest guy you will ever meet. Yeah. I just remember, I'm like, what is he saying? Yeah. He was talking about his frog who he was catching fish for. Yeah, I was I was listening to a podcast recently. It might have been Luke Duncan. I can't remember. Somebody had uh, Cajun Baby on, and 
he would talk on the on like the phone or the whatever the mic whatever he was speaking into and then his kids kept on coming over to ask him stuff and like dude like his caginess would ramp up by about 82 percent when the kids would come over so he'd be like on the phone like yeah you know i went down to the water and blah 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 and his nah. kids would come over he'd be like, <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it would just because he, he's just talking to his own people like it was so funny man that's a cool cat though Makes i like sense. that guy a lot yes he's a real good dude yeah he seems he seems really legit for sure all right well let's 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 hit you up with a couple more man we'll let we'll let you get to bed at some point uh but Fired we do want to ask you what'd you say I'm all fired up now. I can't go to bed. Oh, great. Well, let's <laughs> keep rolling then, dude. These are the conversations I have while I'm driving the car. I'm like, I look down. I've almost ran out of gas. And the thing just beeps. I'm like, damn, that was 34 gallons of gas. And another phone call gets some gas. One conversation. See? Yeah, well, just give us yeah, a call. Yeah, put me on your list, dude. Oh, awesome. put me on, I'm, I'm down to talk. I'm in. I bet. Uh, let's do fishing questions. All right. Yeah. So uh, so if the, if the good Lord said, Chad, I like you, pick your lake. <laughs> Pick your lake. What? Wh- where are you going to catch them at? Where are you going? What We're going to Oneida. Oh, Oneida. Oneida. Yep, New York. It's got isolated rock piles, gravel piles, and you got like grass lines and sand flats. Yeah. That's one place I feel like I should have won before. Had chances. Okay. I finished like fifth, sixth, eighth, ninth out of 200. If the elite goes there for four days, sign me up. I'm in. Okay. That's so how, how you it. Yeah, I had lots of opens up there. Oh, it's a great place. How how are you catching them? Yeah, if you're going there, I can tell you that. Oh, okay, never mind, never mind, never just mind, kidding, never just mind, kidding. never mind. That's I'm a good point. Them on everything, grass. I catch them on top water. Catch them on my DC 300. We yeah. drop shot my new bait from Perfection, which isn't out yet, but they are going to eat. Ooh, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to see that bait, dude. Yeah, because because uh, the fact that you were so quick to say that, like finesse or power, and you said finesse drop shot. I've seen videos of you drop shotting to see what and Perfection makes some dope stuff as it is. Yeah. So something that has your name on it, dude. Looking I'm forward on. to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. To, I'm stoked to buy a few of them for sure. Buy a few bags. Yeah. Is there anything on the elite schedule that you're really pumped about? Oh, uh, I, I want to say I want to say because I got burned the dish. I want to say Lake Champlain. That is okay. one of my favorite places in the country. Last year, I feel like was the weirdest deal ever where every bass that was big was suspended. There was mm. a couple of good groups in the grass in practice and they they were gone. It was the weirdest deal I, like there wasn't any juvenile perch in the grass. There was giant perch and schools of walleye. I caught more walleye that yeah. in practice. Than I have my entire life. You'd see them on live and be like, there's seven walleye. You could catch every one of them. Wow. Like oh I hope we go back and I hope everybody goes out and catches some fish on live. And there's a bunch of big giant ones in the grass that I can catch cranking on a big top water and like have yeah. a blast. Cause that would be, that'd be nice. Yeah, that sounds that's super rad, fun. dude. So speaking of what you just said, so with forward-facing sonar, and we are not going down like the weird bashing, whatever. I'm so sick of that talk. Um, but do you think there will be, regardless of, of the tour, it could be BPT, BASS, National Professional Fishing League, whatever. Um, do you think there's going to be rule changes regarding that? Man, our, our, our industry is driven by change. That's why there's college fishing. That's why there's high school fishing. That's why yeah. there's sponsors that have dollars. You don't, you don't limit that. Like if you do, you say, Hey, you can have 60 inches of screen or 50 inches of screen. You can have one forward facing sonar. If they wanted to do that, I could see them saying you can have one. That's fine. Yeah. But they're not going to say, Hey, you guys are pros. You can't use this, but everybody no, else. I don't think so either. You know what I mean? But they, what yeah. they need yeah. to find a way to do, which they are is find a way to show viewers what we're seeing. And they have that now. I've got yeah, a, that is so cool. I've got a wire in and out cable thing here. You plug in the back of the apex and they can see what you're seeing. And that, if people see that, it's exciting. 
Yeah. And I think you'll see some of that more and then just do a better job of scheduling as far as it was just a weird year at um, Champlain. We should have been seeing topwater explosions, crankbait bites, big large. Sure. It was just a weird deal. Like all the giant smallmouth were out and that's what happened. Yeah. And you had like three tournaments in a row where everybody saw that, but it's the same thing. You got a tournament in the spring and you have three sight fishing tournaments where all the Drews are catching them and people would be like, oh, this is boring as well. So it's one of those like, it's just about, it was just a weird time. I think it was a weird yeah. deal. You know? Yeah, for sure. And I'm just, just, you know, where we're at, we, we all run, um, yeah forward facing sonar we're not anti i was just wondering if you know oh, like you sure. said that like the the idea of like limiting how many screens or limiting how many transducers you can have you know like you know like people having three on the back and yeah. five on the front and all the craziness where it's like 360 and live essentially like you know it's yeah. kind of it's kind of a crazy deal. i wouldn't be opposed to them saying hey have 60 inches in one one unit but again it, it's it's like, really? like you don't hammer a nail anymore use a nail gun on a you know what I mean? There's different tools for the sure. job. And yeah. there's times where like, you, just, you can't catch those fish you see, you know, like I just, I really think that people saw it last year when it was, that's what was happening. Like for, go to, to go from St. Clair to Thousand yeah. Islands, Champlain, yeah. all around, it was just, that was it. You go to other tournaments where you're going to watch all these fish chase your bait and, and you're just going to be getting, <laughs> getting frustrated, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing too, that people don't tend to talk about that much. I think is that like as much as forward facing sonar is dope and it is, man, it's, it's really fun. Um, it's also, it can drive you back crap crazy. Like if you roll up on a school, like, especially up here, like, uh, like a school of, you know, what you're interpreting to see is a bunch of small jaws off a, a rock hump or a something. Um, and you're jerk baiting and they come up and they go, eh, and they change their mind. And then you throw back out there with a, a, a lipless or a blade bait and bring it right through and they move out of the way and you're like dude what the? it's almost and then it's harder to make that move to go to the next spot because you're like i know there's fish here um so i mean it can be awesome but it can also like almost be a detriment on some level don't you think yeah you have to look it's a tool and like if you use it the wrong way you will get smoked with it because you yeah that's exactly right. you don't even realize what you're doing because you're chasing a fish so yeah what you have to do is use it as a way to learn like yeah. what fish are responding to these fish inactive are they here are they there and i think that's that's the, mm-hmm. the best thing about it, just how much we can learn and how mm-hmm. quickly we can learn things you know yeah. there are fish that weren't targetable before like suspended fish on flats and like those fish out there like that's a hard fish to target now you can actually target those fish if you want a yeah. lot of the other stuff it just we're just more efficient you know what i mean like you catch more fish i call them bonus fish you know you're you're fishing grass edge or jerk bait and then you, you see something out there and you make a cast or two like that's it's pretty neat to be able to do that now too yeah yeah absolutely yeah that's dope dude i like that a lot mm-hmm. so uh, uh what would you say is one aspect of your fishing game that you would like to improve on in 2024 this year oh my fishing game man getting winning i i know you yeah <laughs> right yeah <laughs> okay yep, yep yeah no. so i know you've been at it you know 11 12 years now or whatever you know been at it a long while or you know any any one yep. particular thing yeah. it doesn't have to be a technique or anything i've gotten better in florida like learning learning to stay put you know i've had some good florida tournaments um because it's not my style it's not you know pick it up run and gun it, it's it's put the troll more down for a while and, and keep figuring out because they're going to turn on or they're going to move in so i feel like for me this year in texas will be a really big, because those are Florida strain fish. You know, there's mm-hmm. bass, yeah. remember they turn on and off, like coming off with a good start there. And that's like a thing I need to work on is that fishing in the timber and in the grass, like uh, I would say, you know, pre-spawn wintering. Because I've had, like I said, six classics and they've pretty much all been terrible besides the one we fished in the summer. And I found the fish sometimes, I just haven't waited, you know, and made the right adjustments. Mm-hmm. So I feel like 
those two first um, Texas tournaments, they're going to be in that window of winter. And like, I want to make the right winter time adjustments and slow down when I need to. So I'm leaving mid January to go down for a week and kind of get a, get a feel for that. And I, I just, that's, that's my goal to get rolling down in Texas. That's dope. Yeah. Are you stoked to start in Texas this year? Yeah, dude, I am. I, I like the change up because I think yeah. we'll go to Florida when, you know, April when those fish should be chewing, it should be more of a, you know, crankbait, uh, you know, topwater jerkbait kind of deal. And that's yeah. less wacky worm and sight fishing. I'll be, I'll be excited to see some of that. Yeah. You've talked about crankbaiting quite a bit. Um, even though you said you would choose like finessey stuff, um, square billing could be my favorite way to catch them. That 811, that was on a Demiki square bill, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it's on the, the 300. That's the, it's a little bit bigger build. Drive dives like eight to 12 feet. Okay. That's, that's I've won more money on that crankbait than anything yeah. that I own besides yeah. it, probably besides a drop shot. But like when I won the open on Lake Erie, that's, I caught everyone on that crankbait and it was a blast. Really? I like okay. seven a small amount in three days. And I just, I love cranking. I just feel like it fits my style, like running and gunning. And it's just, it's hard to that bite. Like, yep. It, it's so fun. Would, would you say that's your strongest technique? I would say like, I'm not like the finesse. I'm not using anything less than seven or eight pound line, but I think my strongest technique is that that middle like middle depth targets fishing you know whether mm. like, i would say four to eight feet like the stuff that i feel like is overlooked a lot whether it's hey, i was just gonna say that that's not a common a, one yeah i like it where you know you can't just drive over and see the fish i like to be able to find the targets and the structure and, and, and fish the structure that's kind of my deal with a drop shot shaky head crankbait jerkbait you know yeah do you have any tips for us like improving in, improving in that, like that mid-range because you're right that's that is a sort of overlooked so yeah, water column. Now yeah. with the technology, I mean, it's literally just it's it's finding this, identifying the sweet spot. Like before, it was so hard you you'd mark something, you know what it was, and you yeah. try to hit it with your cast. Now it's like you can find stuff with side imaging, then you can set up on it, use the three sixty lineup, then put live on to see like you can literally get the bait angle. Yeah. You just learn a lot about that, and you can fish it so efficiently and, and quickly now. And that's that's yeah. the main thing is just being efficient, knowing if you need to spend a little more time, if you get the right clues or if it's time to roll, you know? Yeah. 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 I, oh, that's great. I imagine, uh, I imagine that's something that, that new, I guess, new or hummingbird VX card helps with a lot too, with like color shading and identifying yeah. depth ranges and, and all that stuff. Right. Definitely. When you go to a new lake, yeah. the hardest thing about going is, is where to start and how to break things down. But when you have yeah. something like that, where you're like, Oh dude, you get a lot of bites in 20 foot of water and you can make all these colors different. It just right. easy to miss yeah. something. That's just a, the same color, like contour line. But if it's, cause you don't know if it's getting deeper or shallower, if it's, you know, when it's all jumbled, but if you've got colors that stand out, it helps a ton to break down stuff. And what it really helps with is after you get an area and you start to get dialed in is that next step, like, okay, this was a top 30 or 40 okay, if I find some more of this stuff, I might have shot to win or a top 10. So now it's yeah. like, it's one o'clock, first day of the tournament, you've caught them decent. Let's go look for some new stuff. And that's that's when it really starts to come together. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Um, so you are a, you're a lefty guy, right? Spinning and bait casting? Yeah, I mean, I grew up, I'm, I'm right-handed. So like, yeah. I, just, I fished a spinning reel so long that it felt weird when I had a bait caster, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it yeah, Nate, Nate does that too. So here, here's the funny thing about it. Like, maybe wait, isn't that what I did? And then you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I don't want to have to change no, it did. over. No, you, yeah, no, every you did. time. You did, so then you did right-handed bait casting, right-handed spinning. Oh, and I always do right-handed bait casting, left-handed. Spinning. So I was wrong, but I'm left-handed. So I don't know. Yeah, so we're all kind of we're all kind of mixed up a little bit. Like golf right-handed, so you know. I bat really? right-handed. I throw left-handed. I cut hair right-handed. Weird. That's weird. That's good. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right on. I was, yeah, I was just asking because like <laughs> you would think, cause like there, there was one time when Nate and I, we were, we were filming for a, um, a video for this jig company, uh, on the Mississippi river. And I told Nate, I was like, dude, I'm only bringing a camera, uh, and a drone. I'm not bringing a rod and reel. Cause if I do, I'm not going to want to film. I'm only going to want to fish, you know? So like, yeah. let me, and so we go out there and we get yeah, some good yeah, footage. Fish are biting that day. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what happened. Actually, yeah, yeah he caught. He caught, what did you catch? Like a five caught, or something under that dock? Yeah, on that it, was like, yeah it was like four and a half pounder. Yeah, that I caught. Jordan's like, holding the camera, crying. <laughs> yeah, God I dang caught, it. Like, so then, yeah, yeah so then I'm like, okay, I'm a fish. Something. I'm a fish, and so I grab one of his rods and reels, and I swear on my life, I felt like a T Rex or something, <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense. But like when I would bait cast with like my left hand, I was like. Like I just couldn't. You I like start felt, reeling in backwards. Yeah, it felt, and it, but like when I spin, I use my left hand like it's nothing. And yet bait casting with my left hand or like trying to like work a like a bait with it just felt like I just was like I don't. It felt like I was like uh, dehydrated or something, and my muscles were like shriveling <laughs> up. And why? What? It's so weird, isn't that? Isn't that strange? How our brains just like yeah, do that to us? I broke. When I, when I, I've been hurt a lot since I met my wife, I guess. But when we got engaged, we were out. Like, You're giving us so many quotes, dude. Dude, seriously, I broke my scaffold when we got engaged. We were out snowboarding, and I like the time nice. we went down literally twice. The first time down, I broke my my hand. Didn't I oh just got whatever? And we got engaged the next time down. And we got back home like, dude, I need some frozen peas or something. My hand yeah, is yeah. and ended up having a, a break here. I had to get it cast. Wow. And we got it off the week before the Elite Series started in 20. I think it was 2016 even maybe, one of those years. But my grip strength went from like 120 to like 16. I couldn't even yeah. throw the car. And wow. I fished the first event and uh, like he's left-handed. Or I, I turned my – I only did spin reels and I put the handles on the other one. I was yeah. cast by – I remember for like a month at, at, at home, like January, you know, I'm in the backyard – Trying to cast with my spin reel, yeah. Trying to get get used to it because it's such a different feel. Yeah, it shouldn't be right, but it totally is. Oh, it wow. absolutely. Is. Um, when you are so going back to like the uh the crankbait and the mid range, even the deeper stuff. Are you a glass rod guy? What, what what's your setup look like? Yeah, ours. It's uh the the sweet one that we designed. It, it's a it's a glass composite. It's like a hybrid. And yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Okay. Got a nice yeah. back onto it, but super forgiving, soft tip, like parabolic. It's just it's a good combination of the two. I mean, you can. You can throw it a mile, but you still have to have yep. a little bit of power to drive the treble hooks home, you know, with the yeah. soft tip to keep the bait home. So, okay. Yeah. What's your, I, what's uh, your favorite length of rod on that? The yeah. one that I made is just, it, it's a seven foot. It's good for the, it's one rod yeah. perfect for the 300. And that's what it's for. I still throw a square bill on that. Like when I, that top 10 at um, Sabine, I caught every fish on that pretty much. That's like, I feel like the all around rod, you know, if you're like tight quarters, I have a six ten that I'll throw a square bill on or like that kind of deal. Then you get up to the bigger base, the 8XDs and stuff. They've got a nice 7.4 and an 8-foot. But, like, it's different landing. You talk about awkward landing a fish with an 8-foot rod. you like, you got to grab middle of the rod. Yeah, that's a big rod. It is. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather be bald or would you rather lose six? I'm just kidding. Yep, right. uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep it moving there. So you touched on this a little bit, Chad, but I'm always really intrigued uh, by some of the behind the scenes type stuff. And what I'm referring to specifically is the business side of stuff. And I know you kind of essentially, from your words, you kind of had like a mentor with it. But how do you, <coughs> maybe I'm just too soft, but I feel like it would be really hard when you see dudes like completely change sponsors of boats, change 
motor sponsors change rod and reel sponsors um how did you learn the business side of fishing and, and have you you seem like a really nice fella you seem like a really positive dude um but do you have to have like a thick skin in order to thrive in the business side of fishing i don't, I don't know if it's a thick skin but you you, you got to be real i mean th there's businesses there's a lot of people coming for your job there's businesses that are trying to make money so if you don't have something that has value what do they need you for you know what i mean right now there's you know a lot of people complaining about this or that but the bottom line is like there's still people making a living in the industry and, yeah. and you have to make changes to make that living. Sometimes it may be changing your boat and motor, you know, or brand or whatever it is. But like the biggest thing I, I, I feel separates is like the authenticity or whatever. Like yeah. people know when you're fake, people know when you're lying, like you're not Absolutely. always going to catch them on your crankbait or your drive, whatever it is. But like with live and everything now people see that. So like, yeah, be real when you can like promote your products when you can, but don't, I, you can't name them off. I mean, like you want to plug when you can, but just try to do the extra stuff, do content, like do podcast, do whatever you can do, but don't just be like a walking. I want to thank ABCDEFG, you know, when there's sure. a funny story and you can tie something in, tie it in, but you want to be real with it. You want to be organic. And like, again, you, you got to make a living. So it's okay to change. But you yeah. just want to, you know, don't burn bridges, one, because the people in the industry move constantly, you know. Yeah, that's great. great advice. You know, you got to be out there hustling, um, seeing people, meeting people when you can. Like my title sponsor, both of them, Douglas J. Salon, Sweet Rod. Like I met those guys out. I was drinking. You don't have to drink. But <laughs> you, so, like, you don't know where or when you're going to meet people yeah. and how they may or may not impact your life. So get out there, meet people, see what happens. And like, dude, life's a good ride. Get on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great, dude. Yeah. I love that for, for sure. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how's your hunting season been? Well, I got my PRP shot the day after hunting season. So I hunted one day on opening day actually shot, but it was, I'm not a big hunter. I enjoy it a lot. I borrowed yeah. his gun. I love deer sticks in the boat because they're amazing. Yeah. Agreed. And, uh, yeah. I missed, I've shot four deer at his house and I shot, had one drop of blood, didn't find it. Went out a couple of times after my elbow fell a little better and saw a couple little four points wrestling around in front of you which is cool but yeah no venison no venison this year Dang. Dang. okay i know some people we'll be all right i would say yeah we got yeah, some yeah, we got yeah, some at the crib too i mean i know you i know you got access to some elk but you know if, if you're coming through uh wisconsin at all we, we'll, 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 we'll throw some your way for sure dude um uh what what was oh here i was gonna ask like yeah who's on your mount rushmore of fishing right is that a weird yeah way of saying no it? that's a good okay. way of saying it. it doesn't even have to be bass but just like yeah. in general yeah, it, it is bass for me because that's what I watch. But yeah, um, definitely, obviously, Kevin being from Michigan and winning everything, right? right. Kind of sport. But the the biggest biggest one for me growing up was Ike. Like I just Dude, feel like he's the first one, like along the lines of the Sweet brand, like just changed the sport. Like Kevin yep. won everything is amazing and was the yep. goat, whatever. But like I think you saw the transformation of the sport with Ike and Ellie when he was yep. at like ESPN the magazine and or GQ top GQ most hated. Yeah, that was right. it became, yeah, it became more mainstream. And like, I just, dude, that guy's crazy. He's amazing, but he is wild. But that is him. Like he is unapologetically himself on the water. And that's it. whether you love it or hate it. Like that's what draws people. And people want to see conflict. They want to see success, villain, whatever. Like that's what draws in people for our sport to be big. Like all the anglers want it. Like fishing is 1% of 1%. Like it needs to be something that other people want to watch, you know, yeah. not everybody races NASCAR, but a lot of people relate and watch and they like that. The storylines, like that's what fishing I feel like is becoming. And, and, um, you know, Ike was ahead of that. And, and hmm. outside of that, he is the best with kids like doing yeah. stuff. I, I fished an open with him. The first open I ever fished 
was in New York on Champlain. I made a top 10, so did he. I remember I shared a piece of pizza. I had pizza on my boat with him at the top 10 line. I, I, I remember asking him, literally, I'm like, you want a piece of pizza? And he goes, you you got a whole pie? I'm like, yeah. And he had some pizza out of my boat. <laughs> that was like 15 years ago. But I also remember him literally launching his boat lake because he did not leave until everyone there had a signed autograph. Like as wow. his went, he waited and he launched like 30, 40 boats late because there was kids at the ramp that wanted a signature. Oh and like, my gosh. Crazy. I yeah. love yeah. that. I, I remember uh, the first, uh, it, this was probably 2000, I think 13, I fished in open as a co-angler <clears throat> on the Red River and he was there uh fishing i think it was because the classic was going there the next year or something like that um but it was it was the exact same same way we came off the off the water day one and like he had his kids around him and then just like everybody flocked to him and i'm like sitting there like fanboy and just watching and and he was like just like you're saying like just amazing with everybody talking you know shaking hands saying hi to everybody that's coming around him and he's you know he's still trying to get his you know fish up to the up up to the tanks to to get weighed <laughs> yeah. in and you know it was it was it was a cool cool way a cool thing to see the way he you know just treated everybody around him like it is cool jordan yeah. jordan jordan really put me on on to being a, an ike fan over the yeah. years so I, you, I, you, I like him a lot you don't, yeah. know, you don't know when you're going to be that impactful event whether it's good or bad on somebody like what yeah. some little kid come hey mick and he's having a bad day and he treats yeah. like that kid may not fish again and may, like or oh my gosh and that kid's like Dude, I, and that's what it is. I mean, that's yeah, how yeah. you, you run into people like that. You might change for good or bad, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So you got two more. You got two more on your, on your Rushmore. Oh, two. Oh, I guess I didn't know how many on Rushmore. I'm not, I'm not a history guy. Man. Um, Aaron Four. Martins. And again, I'm talking about yes. like people in my, like, he just, he was so smart until like, I'm a guy that's going to find a fish and wants to bite. He's a guy that's going to figure out every, intent. I've seen him draw gills and worm, like, He's just a phenomenal <laughs> human, but he That's just so takes the next step. Like he was yeah. wild with that. Yeah, I love that. I, we we actually we had the same conversation with with Austin Felix, and that was one of the guys he brought up. And uh, I, I feel like you could say the same things that you just said about Ike. Um, maybe not exactly the same way, but who he was off the water yes. was so impactful and so genuine and so caring um yeah what an amazing dude and then yeah the way i remember um watching a derby with him from like way way back um also if you've not seen the zona episode with the tribute to aaron martins i mean that that crap will make you cry like it's so good um but anywho um uh i don't know if he was drop shotting or doing something but his specificity on his line setup his knots uh, the way that the hook was sitting just right for like the lure, he I've, I've never seen somebody that anal about that many things at once. And I, it, at first, I think I was like, Oh, come on, dude. And then I see him catch them and catch them and catch them and catch them and catch them while other people are not. And he's going down to like three pound fluorocarbon. And I'm just like, Man, that's and that's he's yeah. a scientist. He was, he was a yeah. freaking scientist, man. Like in yeah. like a nice guy. Yeah. Incredible. I love Aaron Martins and purple is so rad. For sure. <laughs> uh, last one, Rick Clem, man. I mm. like, he's won so much, yeah. but more importantly, like to do, like, I know what it takes on me to be on the road and like to practice for 15 hours, but like he's doing it at like 75, like crazy. It's amazing. Like and winning. how grueling it is on your body. He's doing it and he's just still, He's won. He hasn't made a bunch of classics since I fished. He's still yeah. won twice, yeah. like which is unbelievable. You know. Yeah. yeah. 
Does your family, you said they travel with you. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Real fortunate when, um, uh, when my, my wife's a dietitian and when we had our first daughter, mm-hmm. she didn't go back and you know, the fishing's been good. And you know, I do some other stuff on the side and, uh, at the time, like we make our main source of income now fishing, but at the time we just hustled and did that. And it just, they changed so much. I mean, it's, it's, I hate leaving like the hardest. When I had to leave like two days after she was born and I literally lost it. Like yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. yeah like, that would be yeah. so hard. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sorry. Yeah. That was kind of random off of like the Mount Rushmore thing, but I was just thinking about family and yeah. how so. do your, does your wife, do your kiddos, do they like being on the boat? Do they like to fish? Uh, my wife is that she actually catches giants when she fishes and she does oh, girl. Fish. But again, since kids, I, I don't think I've had her in the boat. It's just hard to yeah. get out. You know what I mean? But no, before I that, you know, she yeah. she's fished in Texas with me in Florida a little bit, up at the lake, kind of Lake St. Clair and stuff. Um, we went out and we go to my little local lake here and I, we all went out in the boat this year and I caught a few bass and a jerk bait. And my that my daughters love it. Like they love the stage, they want to oh. be on stage. I had a video out and she's just like, daddy, you got a big old bass. Yes. <laughs> That's so dope. I don't know if they're going to fish or not, but it's, it's, it's pretty sweet. She didn't hit him with a j- 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 giant bass. No, no. <laughs> she might though. She yeah. She might, might could for sure. Hey, so, so be, uh, be Nostradamus for us real quick. Give us your predictions on the classic. Who's winning it? Oh man. It, we keep talking about forward sonar. It, it, it could be one of those forward facing sonar expert dudes. I mean, you could see a guy like, you know, Ben Milliken, like him, hate him, whatever. Like he, he could be a huge player. There's giant fish there, forward sonar. That guy, I mean, it could be one of those deal. Yeah. Uh, Polinick is, he's almost won there before. I just feel like he's, he's going to come out. So he's a buddy of mine, obviously, but I just, I feel like it could happen for him. Even like a guy like, you know, Austin Felix, like those kind of guys that just, or Koya, Fujita, like yeah. you can not just use it as a tool, but if you're disciplined to just fish it, yeah, it might be the kind where you can find those big fish that are staging and just and only search for fish. You know, I don't yeah. think they're going to be up yet spawning or anything. Yeah, uh, but we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's rad. Um, Lola, Nate, you guys have anything else for uh, CPIP? Um, well, I called you. What did I call him the other day? Chip. I called you Chip. Chip. Well, because I was trying to say Chad <laughs> Pipkins, and it came out as like Chip. Chip. Padkins or something. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else so for I'm Chip? I'm just going to call you Chip. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, I don't. I, this was awesome. Yeah. I feel like we could just like keep talking. Yeah, you're, you're a stud, dude. I thought I'd get in trouble. I'm like, you're not in bed. It's midnight. I was out working. She gets it. I'm a very supportive. Yeah. I'm very, very lucky. But we yeah. do. Yes. We, do lot. we work at odd times once in a while. No, but it, like I said, it's fun. Yeah, it's absolutely fun, dude. I'm uh, I'm so honored to have you on our on our little podcast, dude. We we loved having you on here. Um, is there anything uh, you want to say? Where can people find you on social? Oh, where where can they find your website? All that good stuff. Give us give us the goods. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm on everything's Chad Pipkins, ChadPipkins.com or Chad-Pipkins on Instagram. But if you look for that, that is that is me. Yeah. Not any of those scammers. Every time I put a damn contest up, there's I get fake things from people. I'm like, oh, you just can't get away from it. That's so annoying. That's the worst. Yeah, yeah that is the brutal. Worst. Yeah, that's that's terrible. Well, dude, we wish you nothing but the best uh, on the upcoming season. Um, health, all that good stuff. Uh, we were we were honored to talk to you, and like I said, I think one of the one of the deals with um, having you on the show specifically was that. Um, you can't find somebody to say a bad word about you. Like nobody doesn't like Chad. We tried for sure. We were like, come on. Yeah. Everybody seems like, yeah. 
Hopefully, it seems to dig your uh, your positivity. Yeah, your authenticity. Uh, and like you said, um, I say this all the time in 2024 now, uh, but you know, in, in, in the day and age we live in, I don't think that people are necessarily smarter than they've ever been as a society. But yeah. I think maybe with the advent of social media and the, you know, this, the sort of like upped transparency. I think people can smell bull crap from farther away than ever before. And I, I, I think you have a, a very likable, authentic vibe, man. And um, we hope you absolutely kill it this year. Yeah, I appreciate that. You don't, you don't have any places to hide anymore, so you might as well be you. <laughs> you might as well be yourself, dude. Hopefully, exactly, hopefully we'll get yeah. up on chat with you guys after we win one of these things. Absolutely, dude. Let's yeah, get it. Yeah, 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 for All sure. Right. So, Well, we're uh, going to get another. Uh, I'm going to put these guys back on a shelf, my paid purchases, and uh, maybe we'll get a real one that I'll pay for next year. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you, Chad. We appreciate you, <laughs> thank man. Thank you so much. Thanks, uh, yeah, brother. Thanks a Thank you. What a cool dude, man. That's I mean, so fun. Yeah, like so – yeah. Every every podcast we do, I usually have sort of like a, I don't know, an idea of what I, two things, two things. I have an idea of what I think it's going to go like and yeah. what I hope it's going to go like, if that makes any sense, yeah. right? Like, and they don't always match up. Like, sometimes they go way better than I thought they were going to go, or sometimes the person doesn't communicate the way that I thought they would or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, this went as good better than i wanted it to like dude is super smart super articulate he's basically like a walking quote like how many things did he say that you could just write yeah. down and like turn it into like your signature on like your email line you know what i'm saying right, whatever yeah, sure. i mean even the stuff where he's like i've i've been hurt a lot since i've been married or i don't know like a bunch <laughs> of like, funny, funny stuff too <laughs> um but man what a cool cat and it, it honestly it's sort of like um when we talk to, and maybe it's just because they're buddies, you know, birds of a feather and all that, but um, it's sort of like when we talk to Polinick that one time, you get around certain people. Um, it's 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 not that dissimilar from moments where I've been able to sit down and talk to the juries about hunting. You get around these people, and they're just sort of unintentionally barfing out this intelligence about their given passion, mm-hmm. and it's like there's no way this person is not going to be successful. Yeah. And that's how I feel about Chad Pipkins. Yep. Not definitely. You. It's it's yeah, it's one of those <laughs> it's one of those things where you uh you know, you surround yourself with kind of the 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 stuff that you, you know, aspire to be or want to yeah. be, you know, if yeah. you want to be uh, a positive person, you know, you don't you you do all you can to stay around those people, those positive people in your life yes. and yep. and it just bleeds off on you, you know, it, exactly it's, right. it's 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 exactly like that and you know, he's one of those guys where uh, his mentality, his, his positivity, um, you know, it just it just it just bleeds off on anybody around him. Uh, like you said, same with BP, you know, exactly you know explains why those two uh you know click so well and, yeah. and picked each other to fish with and yeah. had no idea so <laughs> yeah it, take, it takes really two seconds. funny right yeah that yeah, is funny for sure. and, it, and it takes two seconds to to see like who they are in a really good yeah. way you know yeah. um i read an article a super long time ago i think it was in forbes magazine um and i think i just got like pulled in by the cover but it said something like 0.2% of millionaires will ever be billionaires or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the crap? And they did this whole study on why that is. And they said the, the outside of like the obvious, like the X's and O's and like financial yeah. whatever's, they said the number Not one surrounding thing. surrounding themselves around billionaires. That's exactly right. It's all mindset. Yeah. 
Most millionaires hang out with other millionaires. They don't hang out with billionaires. And so they don't know what that next step looks like. And I feel like Chad is one of those dudes, man. If you get him in your corner, there's no chance you don't just sort of move up. He's like this motivational. He's he's a rag combination of positive and passionate. And I think those and, two blend like, and hardworking. Yeah, and, hard work. Yeah. Got his own paint company. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was uh, I was hoping to get a little more into the hair stuff. I know I was gonna go into it more, but I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he, he, like where I come from, dude. Like w- with a lot of the people I grew up with, uh, it was like a saying. Um, you say, "Oh, they got that good hair." Yeah, I yes. wanted to ask him more questions, but I was like, I don't even know how. I heard, to ask I heard that for for a good few years. Got that good? Oh, you heard? Not yeah, anymore. I heard that. Not no more. No, I don't. Yeah, they, they, they said no more. Got, good, like, got that good beard yeah. hair. Maybe, maybe it backfired. All the years I heard, uh, oh, he's got that good hair. That that yeah, that backfired. It went to your head and then went right, right. off of your head into, right. into your yeah. face. Not, you have a good beard. Face, not bad. Yeah. Well, how how unfair is that though, dude? Like you, you, the joke, you know, whatever. You're going bald. I I'm going bald and I still don't have a beard. So like, f you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't I can't grow either, dude. That's, that's fair. Yeah. That's yeah. Fair. So that ain't that ain't very fun. But um, anyway, man. So yeah, everybody who's listening, this please check out my dude stuff. Um, uh, go to go to the Sweet website and and cop a couple of his rods. Uh, that'd be the coolest thing ever. Like I was sort of thinking while he was talking about his signature rods. That's got to be like for me when I was coming up. You know, everybody wanted to be a professional basketball player, be a professional baseball player, whatever. Have your own like signature shoes. In fishing, having your own signature rod. That's basically the same thing as having your own signature shoe. And I think maybe the only thing cooler than having your own signature rod is having people use your signature yeah. rod. How yeah. how unbelievably cool would that be? So yeah, man, go to the Swate S W A T E. S W A T E uh, is how you spell it. Go to their website, snag a, snag a sweet rod. And that's one of the rad things about us not having a rod sponsor. Mm-hmm. We can, we can kind of endorse these things, even though we don't know the rods, we know the dudes behind the rod and that's yeah, and good that. enough for me. Yep. You know, yeah, 100%. Um, go follow the dude on Instagram, go give him a shout, leave a, leave a comment and encouraging something. Like I think sometimes we think that people who have sort of like made it in, in whatever that medium is, I don't know, UFC fighting, um, sports, business, restaurants, you think that they're somehow above everything. And if they read a comment where they're like, Hey man, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I love your rods, whatever. I bought a couple. That means the world to people. Like yeah. they're still human beings. So, you know, be positive, get after it. Yep. And remember positivity is worth the effort. Peace. Catch you on the next one. Appreciate Bye. you guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>